Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. We have uh, a, a little, little bit different uh, format, sort of. Uh, Dave's not with us for this episode, but no, I got Corey in here with me again, who's been on the show before, and uh, we're gonna just talk about some shit <laughs> dave's not here <laughs> yeah it's uh wow it's we're, you know it's been over a year since i've been here uh on the podcast or yeah just, yeah it has it uh i think the last time you were on was when we were talking about the tornado yeah like tornado, it was right after natural disaster yeah. so it was uh you know march ma- it was maybe april a week or after, something a yeah. couple of weeks after yeah it wasn't it wasn't long yeah either in march of april of 2020 before everything went to hell yeah. <laughs> wow yeah that, yeah i haven't been uh, here since covid yeah that that, that explains mm, so, that, that uh, covers it uh but i don't do we even have a format really i know I we talked about I maybe doing movies that, that wouldn't stand and i didn't I, unlike normal i will usually jot down a few things i have a few mental notes that we can go on i'm sure you have some as well uh i can pretty much guarantee you that everything we're going to talk about is either going to be from the 70s or the 80s so, which or, is very much in the gen x or you know? or completely random I mean, yeah uh, for the for those of you who are listening thank you very much yes um, um, uh, it's it's fantastic, and and uh, I listen to Alan and Dave on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when when their stuff comes out, I I press play, and it's usually what puts me to sleep at night. Oh, well, there you no, go. I, uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, that hour before bed is usually my my only downtime during the day. And, I have podcasts that I listen to when I'm going to bed at night, absolutely. and not because it's like oh this will put me out. It's like no, this is my this is where I'm decompressing. It's, I'm just yeah, laying back and listening, and that's it. So. Decompress breathe listen and then by the time we're done it's it's you know it's time to absolutely uh for those of you who don't know or don't remember the last time i was here uh uh, alan and i have known each other going on 30 years just shy of it i've Uh, known you about a year longer than i've known dave and you've known dave a lot longer than than i have yeah Yeah. dave and i were in high school together yeah Uh, i was there when he was the the new kid in school and and uh was a young uh, nerdy looking large misunderstood drummer and now he's an old nerdy looking misunderstood yeah, drummer. yeah pretty much <laughs> you know, he's, he's worked hard to grow and, and the yeah. only thing that's changed is, is his age yeah pretty much it's a, um, mm. and you know it's it's such an interesting relationship uh, between the three of us uh, the dynamic uh, and and I think I, I've said this before I don't know if I w- if we were recording when I who said knows, it, who knows yeah. there's no telling but the, the interesting dynamic is is you know I've known Dave longer uh, than I've known Alan but all three of us met each other separately mm-hmm. so it's never been you know Corey's friend Dave that he introduced to Alan and and you know sometimes in a in in a with three type A personalities, you have, you know, that one person that's still sort of on the outside because they right, were right. they were brought in by someone else. No, we all met each other honestly on our own, and so the dynamic is intense. Whichever combination you you put together, and if you put all three of us together, it's it, to me it's just in terms of a friendship, in terms of you know when we recorded together over a year ago it, it's something that's really magic to me yeah um and and just so everyone knows that 
anytime that we get together and whatever, you know, whether it's me and Corey or it's me and Dave or it's, you know, all three of us together, God I'm help us. always the smart ass. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of the, I, I think we've decided that I'm sort of the middle ground between Alan and Dave. I, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm every bit as cynical and sarcastic as Alan is, uh, although I might be a little bit, I have some of that being reserved that uh, uh, that Dave uh, tends to exhibit. And so, uh, you know, with Sorry, that... Sorry, you have to stay in that microphone. Yeah. It's a matter of fact. Keep, keep, keep talking. And, and so with that, um, you know, having Dave sort of be reserved, me sitting in the middle and, and Adam, uh, Adam, Adam... Adam. I don't know why I've been doing that. Um, pause? No. Something for edit? No, we talk. <laughs> you listen to the show. I hardly ever read it. <laughs> That's worth editing, but uh, it, it makes for an interesting dynamic between the three of us, um, and I enjoy it immensely. Whether you know we're recording or sitting in Waffle House or or wherever, or, yeah, or, mm-hmm. or wherever, and and you know I always feel sorry for the waitresses because uh, <laughs> well we, we 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 play hard. We warn them, but yeah, you know but we invite them into the trap and mm-hmm. they fall for it. Every they time. they always say, "Oh, don't worry, I can take it." <laughs> and it's like oh, oh honey you, you know thank no. you thank you for allowing me to take the gloves off yeah. um <laughs> kind of like ours tonight you know she started she kind of <laughs> she's like oh she's yeah like, oh yeah she's cracking jokes and stuff and by the time it was over she was like here's your bill here's your bill <laughs> yeah i'm uh, uh I'm, I'm gonna go reconsider everything in my life mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm not sure if she's gonna go to church more if she's gonna do more drugs I'm, <laughs> could be both out here so at the it's same time uh, so again fair warning uh alan and i have a tendency to talk about one thing and by the end of the episode we will have covered 30 things yeah um, well that's that dave and i do that you know, some as well we could um, talk about movies and end up talking about you know dating history <laughs> oh god no man <laughs> Because I missed not, out on all those episodes. Let's, that, let's not talk about that at I, this point. Well, so. we've heard all of your stories. Well, or, no, well, no, so no. We've heard most of your stories. <laughs> Believe me, um, the uh, the we, <laughs> we, we we've heard the ones that that with proper wording might be able to mention be mentioned within a hundred miles of a church. Uh, um, well, let's put it this way: I, there's still, uh, but we haven't heard I any am, of mine. I'm pretty open about a lot of stuff in my life. Um, probably more so than some people care to know, but it's still one of those things where I haven't gotten into some certain things because there's still the off chance that one of my family members might listen to this. <laughs> there's all, and, there's and I've already brought enough off- shame on my family that we don't want to just push them over the edge. So. And there's also the off chance that, that like an ex might hear this and, and there's that also, yeah. there's a problem there. Um, <laughs> Fortunately, we haven't gone into mine, uh, well, any of mine, know, which typically results at the very end of what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Why know, did, I've been putting but, together another, another, and I'm not, I, I've talked about it a little bit on, you know, other episodes, but I've been putting together another show that I've tentatively called women. I, I love parentheses D, close parentheses, parentheses, you know, (laughs) of, you know, like talking to like my friends and maybe even some family members, but I'm actually going to reach out to some exes as well. And I don't know if it will be, 
I don't know if it will be uh, Chevy Chase comedy roast or if it will be <laughs> cathartic in some way, you know? So it's like... <laughs> There's even a small chance mm-hmm. that it could turn into a guidebook of what not to do. Um well, you know, a friend. I've, I've been around you. I've yeah. been around a lot of your exes. Well, a friend of mine was just dealing. <laughs> I even talked to some of them still. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's a, it, a friend of mine was just recently dealing with a. I guess they're broken up. I don't know. I don't. I don't know at this point. Oh but, no, I'm divorced. No, I'm not talking about okay. you. I'm oh, talking okay. about a different friend. I have other friends besides you and Dave. Okay, I don't believe. Uh, you. And, and she's a lot better looking than either one of you. So <laughs> introduce us. Yeah, but I was talking to her, and she was kind of you know running to me about the boyfriend, you know, and this and that and everything, and and like literally for like a full solid day, you know, I'm telling her this is what's going to happen. This is blah 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 blah. blah. And she got down to the end, and she's like, "How do you know all this?" Is like because uh, I've been this this guy <laughs> like i know i know the bad boyfriend playbook forward and backwards okay this is what happens you know and she was like oh you're you know you know it's so nice that you know this stuff i'm like i've got plenty of exes that'll tell you otherwise so it's <laughs> i used to refer to alan as quote my own personal charlie sheen mm, yes so end quote and uh I wasn't quite as bad as him, but I had my moments. No tiger's blood, no winning, but every mm, much everything else is pretty much the same. You know, it's funny about the whole winning conversation (laughs) is that I sat there and watched that when when it happened. I I saw it. I didn't watch it live, but I heard about it, so I went and watched it on YouTube. Like I'm sitting there going. God, I was like this close to saying those exact same words on many occasions, you, you know, you really were. And so it was kind of <laughs> one of those things of watching that and, you know, with my own history of, of substance abuse and mental health issues. And I, I recognize like, no, this is more of a mental health thing than it is the actual substance. The substance abuse is just the way he's dealing with the mental health it issues. augmented. Right. And, and you get the, you get the right combination of those two things. And he actually, I, have no doubt that he believed everything he said in that conversation oh, I'm, because I'm I would have certain. also. I mean, it just, you know, and, uh, you know, that was been 10 years ago, over yeah. 10 years ago now, and he's still kicking. So, I mean, good for him, but <laughs> he's still kicking. Yeah. With HIV. Well, yeah. But, yeah. And, you know, and I'm sure plenty of other stuff as well. I mean, um, but it's like, but, you know, not enough Ajax. Charlie Sheen, man. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, I mean, what else is there to say? You just I know. say Charlie, I mean, Sheen, Charlie Sheen. Everybody, everybody shrugs their shoulders yeah, and goes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's uh, that, that's kind of where we are. You know, it's <laughs> yep. So, anyways, uh, we promised we do kind of have a topic. Uh, we were just Corey actually brought this up and said, uh, why don't we talk about movies that couldn't get made today? And uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there's there's so many. I'm like, with, well, there are a ton of those, and like I said, most of them will probably be from the 70s and 80s. Yep. Um, there's a few of them that might get into because there was one of them in particular we were talking about. Um, yeah. So keep in mind that we're talking about we're we're not talking about talking about cancel culture. No. You know, we're not well, we're not getting into the 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 sort we're not of the getting political the politics or of the it, PC end or of the, it. the right and wrong of it or any of that kind of stuff. And also we're not making apologies for anything that we're going to talk about here. All that we will say and I know Corey feels the same way is it was a different time. It was absolutely a different and time. And that doesn't mean that it was a worse time or that it was a better time. It was just a different, different time. time. And you know there there are 
Well, let's just jump in. I'll, the first one I'm going to go to is Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. Oh, wow. A whole series. Well, but I'm only going with the first one. Okay. Because um, I'll be honest, I hadn't seen... I have not seen the second one, and I've seen bits and pieces of one of the later ones, like that they made, like where they tried to bring back a bunch of, like they brought yeah. back uh, Carradine, sort of a- and they brought back uh, Ted McGinley, and mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of stuff. And it's like you really shouldn't have done this, you know. Um, but that first movie, for multiple, first off, society's ver- views of what is nerdy has changed quite a bit. It's, it's almost 180 degrees. Yeah, it, it kind really of. Is. The jock is kind of the nerd now in the sense because they're not... Kind of. They're I mean, not as in tune to society as a whole because they're right. focused on their one thing. Right. They're focused on the game or, well, or, or whatever. It, it comes down to... I guess this is where we are. We get a little political in this day and age with participation trophies and with, with, um, uh, safe spaces and, um, you know, puppy breaks. Yeah. I mean, all that kind of stuff. It's like, (laughs) which is not a bad idea. Yeah. I'm all for puppy break, man. Hey, I, I think every business should have a dog. Like they just wanders around the, you know, and just like goes up to random cubicles yeah. or whatever, and just like comes in and lays down or just you know. the mascot. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I think that I, my my dog Biscuit would be wonderful for that. He would. He would go around all day and find somebody. Hi there. Yeah. Can, can hey. you pet me? I'll come in here now. I'll come in here and love on you. Yes, you can love on me. Okay. Now I got to go over this next one. Here I go. You know, just like all day. That's don't, what he would do. Don't worry. There's enough of me to go to. Yeah. Work. I mean, he just all day long. Um, but it, it's the idea. You know the. The idea of the nerdy outcast still that trope still exists, and you see it, but it's very limited. But it's very limited, and it's and it's also one of those things where they and I think this movie started where like this is where they get their comeuppance. You know, like it's you know you you get like you know like the Big Bang Theory. You know, we get eleven or twelve seasons of a show that's all around based around a bunch of nerds, right? You know, and and it's one of those things where it's like. Okay, this is cool, you know, and, and I I enjoyed that show. Well, I've seen every episode, you know. It's a, it's a great. It, it was a. I mean, so at some point in in my, you know, lower education career, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and it felt like a career. I, yeah, I should get a retirement. But part of the reason I feel that way is because for a certain period of that time, I was very much that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was very quiet. I kept to myself. I was, you know, I, I, I did not have any kind of, I was not a type A personality. Right. I was not an extrovert. So, you know, I got all of the nerd, you know, and you know, the jock walking down the, the hallway band, and I was in the band. So I was, <laughs> not only was I a nerd, I was a band nerd. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. you know, I did I played the coolest band instrument saxophone because back yeah. then that was cool well, there's not now but there's not a cool band instrument it's maybe up. drums maybe shut up don't say that Dave, <laughs> dave's gonna listen to this i said maybe uh, all right fair enough <laughs> the rest of them not cool <laughs> but you know i i had to i had to deal with that stigma right, right. and and it uh, you know in that and i say that time, as someone who played trumpet so i mean that's yeah. the you know, uh, and at that time that stigma was typically an attraction to those who were perhaps a little less heartless you know 
know, the, mm-hmm. the bullies would look for those guys because they were they were typically, you know, viewed as, you know, weaker, smaller, uh, you know, not go-getters, uh, you know, all the things that attract someone to try and needle you. Right. And what I like about, you know, even fast forward, you know, go from, say, 1989 when all that stuff was a very commonplace thing and Revenge of the Nerds had maybe been out for a few years. Yeah, it came out, what, 84, 85? Something like that. There, yeah. So, you know, five years old, it, you know, it hasn't really hit mainstream yet in, in some ways. Everybody's seen it. Yeah, it was a great movie. Nerds get their comeuppance. But in the real world, that the, the rules of that movie don't apply in real life. Right. So... So you fast forward from 1989 to when the uh, Big Bang Theory comes out, and a lot of things that happened in between. Big then. Bang Theory came out in 2007. Okay, so, so I mean you're almost you're 20 years later. So, yeah, yeah, 20 years the later. Revenge of the Nerds was 84. Yeah, in, so. in 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 20 years, roughly mm-hmm. in two decades. Enough had happened in between, and the Big Bang Theory, I think, was really the the sort of the the, the crowning moment of normalizing that sort of nerd archetype. Right. And it became popular. Well, you have to remember which who is, was writing is, all this stuff. Which is ironic. I know. Though, I mean, because to be a nerd 20 years ago, or now right, it's 40 now years, 40 ago, years I know, ago, to be a nerd then was synonymous with grossly unpopular, right. least popular. Right. And, right. And 20 years later, it becomes a type of popular Mm -hmm. so being the unpopular nerd ironically becomes a popular setting that people started to emulate people started to look at nerds differently and i'll tell you because we're gonna get off on this (laughs) it's kind of like so yeah i've said before it was one of those things that i did not i was in junior high school like eighth grade seventh or eighth grade i think it was probably seventh grade when someone told me that I was one of the nerds and I was like, really? I am, you know? And they were like, yeah, I mean, look at the people you hang around with. I've seen your picture from high school. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about, this is like junior high. Yeah, you I know. know? But and if, it was like, I mean, if your high school picture was that bad, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. Uh, but, it, but it was one of those things where it was like, I sit there and I like, it was one of those things I got thinking about it and, and like, as time went on, I really thinking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, we were the group that, like, played video games. Yeah, the outcasts. And we weren't really outcasts, though. That's the whole thing. That's why I never considered myself to be in that group until someone told me because it's like, I knew we weren't the popular kids, but I just thought we were kind of somewhere in the middle, you yeah. know, kind of thing. But it was. We, we read comic books. We played video games. We, you know... Uh, Myself wasn't one, but a couple of the guys that I hung out with were really into computers at a time before computers were really big, you know, and yeah. and, and I never played Dungeons and Dragons, but I had friends who played Dungeons and Dragons, you know, and, and you know, and, and all that kind of I loved sci-fi and, you know, and all that, you know, and, and, but never really put those together as like, I'm a nerd. Now, that doesn't make any sense because the thing is, is that I played sports, you know, it, it was, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, okay, again, I wasn't the best person that was on the team. But I was a solid player. Yeah. Any sport that I got involved with, you know, and so it was kind of one of those things where it was like, again, I know I'm not one of the jocks. I know I'm not one of the popular kids. But I never 
consider myself yeah, to were, be you were, a nerd, you know? From my perspective, you would have you would have been sort of that middle ground guy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like you were thinking. Well, uh, with that, where I'm going to is once I get into high school, and it's one of those things of being that middle ground person, and still in high school, still pl- still reading comic books when everybody else who used to read comics that had stopped, and still playing a lot of video games where a lot of other people had stopped. You know, that was something their little their little brother was doing. They weren't. You know, at least they said they weren't. Yeah, that's you know? something. That's something little boys do. Yeah, whatever. Not a little boy yeah, anymore. crap. You know, or you know, and of course, you know, everybody went and saw Terminator Two that summer between junior and senior year. So hey, there's your sure. sci-fi right there. So yeah. the biggest movie of the fucking year. So why are you giving me? You know, <laughs> there's all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing, is that I was also a metalhead. In, in all of that, you know, and I'd really got into music, started playing guitar, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so all of a sudden, as we're rolling into my senior year of high school, the stuff that I listened to started getting really popular. So now all of a sudden it's like, uh, hey, done that. guys, and I wasn't, I wasn't one of those like, oh, Scream Metallica, the Black Album. I was like, no, I like the Black Album, you know, it was like, yeah. it was just as good to me as the rest of their stuff, you know. But it was just kind of one of those like, Oh, I'm glad to see everybody else has caught up with our, with us. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's just <yeah>. like, <laughs> and, and and that's something that's something you and Dave have in common mm-hmm. because Dave Dave definitely you know a metalhead, uh, right? You know, and you that know, and then that happened, then Nirvana happened, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, this is stuff I've been listening to for a while. This yeah. is not just a oh, this is the next new thing and everybody's jumping on. It's like, yeah, welcome to the party, guys. You yeah, know, we've been waiting. Yeah, and and, and then it's the whole. So are you the bigger person here or what? You know, and me, I didn't care. I mean, I'm, I've always been. Okay, I take that back. I haven't always been life of the party, but especially by the time my senior year rolled around in high school, I was like, dude, I am seriously treading water from now until May of I'm ready to get the F out of here and nobody's going to ruin my party you know type thing so it was kind of one of those things like all right fine everybody jump in the pool it's fine yeah you kind of hit this you know this this you know what is it's time for me to do my thing exactly and i don't care what anybody else thinks about it i had friends that i'd been friends with for a long time who didn't like that because all of a sudden i'm breaking away from the pack yeah you know you're not being controlled exactly and then you know then there were enough of the other people who Hey, you don't belong in our group. Well, screw you. You don't belong in my group. You know, yeah. this is the. Are, are we going to have a pissing contest here? You, because yeah, you took a, you took a you real know, bulldog approach. To I did. It and, you know, and, and but again, it was one of those things. I was never like screw you. You know, whatever. But it was still one of those things. Whenever somebody, you know, because high school is such a weird like, and nobody and listen, nobody was ever ever bullied me whatsoever because I was just too much of a smart ass for that to happen. I mean, I mean. <laughs> Again, I mean, I, I've, I'm, I'm no tall person now, and I especially wasn't when I was in high school, you know. I mean, I, granted, I only grew like another inch or so between the end of high school and whenever I was in college, but it was still one of those things where it was like people just did not mess with me and a few other people, you know, like my, my friend, my pastor Dave, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, we graduated together and another one, nobody messed with that guy. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he was, I mean, it was just kind of one that's like, all right, you know, which again goes back to the whole he turned out to be a pastor and a police officer, and I'm just like, crazy, ah, you know. <laughs> but it's just like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, all of a sudden people were coming to the party, and it was like, all right, fine, let them in, you know. Yeah, the more the merrier. The more the merrier. At that point. But that was when you saw 
all of a sudden the captain of the football team is really into punk rock who had never been into punk rock before because now all of a sudden punk's but cool. But now it's cool. And so, so now that's the, we gotta do you know, that, exactly, yeah. or, or whatever, you know, insert whatever. And so over a 20 or 25 year period, you see that where Hollywood, and I've said this so many times of people, are, oh, you know, the, 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 you know, the geeks inherited the earth was like the big thing that, that came, you know, especially in the mid 2000s, whenever like all of a sudden, like, Everything that's on the television or on TV or on the movie screen is geek oriented, you know. And I say that yeah. you know, comic books or video games or whatever, blah blah. blah. And all it's the like, really pretty girls wore oh, glasses. Oh, I know exactly. And, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like I've been saying since day one of all that is like we didn't win anything. No, they bought us out. Is yeah. what happened. They they are you know it's it's like they they found a they found an untapped market to exploit exactly, and we let and, them and 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 they're still exploiting and we, it. Yeah, and we still bought still, into it, and that's why you get a lot of angry nerds. You know, yeah. like well, I was, and, and I feel that a little bit because again, in the early nineties. Like, I remember Anthrax especially being really big about, like, yeah. slapping, like, you know, like, X-Men stickers on their guitars and stuff. Because Scott Ian's a huge nerd. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, it's it's like, oh, that's really cool. And then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, yeah, the X-Men are cool. Like, you don't even know who the fucking X-Men are. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> if I said Colossus, right. you, you, would be like, thinking, you would be thinking the thing from Fantastic Four. Right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's, and it's also a... And there are people right now scratching their heads. Going, I know. What's the difference? I know. And, and, it, and it's one of those things where um, it, it just, it, it, was, it was irritating on a certain level. On another certain level, I've I'm, I'm been happy to see it happen because I'm like, oh, no, I'm glad, I'm glad that people finally caught up to everything else. But at the same time, I also understand the whole, yeah, when I was that age, when I was a teenager, this was something you didn't talk about. Not only was it something you didn't talk about, you didn't let the people know about it because it could get you ridicule. Yeah. Plus the fact, if you want to know what happened in X-Men number 100, you either have to scrape together the money to go buy one of those or hope that the library has a collection of it, which the collections were not a big thing at the time. Or maybe you knew it had an older cousin or or something that maybe had a few of them laying around that would let you borrow them to read. And you might be you able had, to at least I mean, it piece was, it together. You had to, like, work to get all this stuff. And now I, I go to buy my seven-year-old son clothes and i'm like i want one of these t-shirts yeah, <laughs> you know, they, like, you know, all we had was underoos yeah you know, and, and that's the whole and thing that was you, all you, DC. You couldn't, yeah and you couldn't <laughs> go and, and like buy a, a, an x-men t-shirt i keep going with the x or a spider-man t-shirt for for yourself when you were a teenager because they didn't exist they didn't them, yeah. and if you did find them you had to special order them you know like from somebody across the country or something you know, some or, comic book shop or whatever or and then favorite, if you come rolling up or my one, favorite was it's not exactly comic books but it's it's you know part of the era especially in the early 80s is um the uh the planet with the with the rocket in the circle the rocket trail going around it yeah the, the lego emblem oh yeah. The LEGO yeah, space yeah yeah emblem. yeah 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 uh god if they had one of those t-shirts when i was a kid right i would have made my mom buy like five of them. i know them. i know, you know she, she's gonna buy a kid small a kid's medium a kid's mm-hmm. large mm-hmm. and then an adult medium and <laughs> and it goes even beyond all the that. way up to the 2x i need now it goes know? even it's, beyond that and, I'm, and i mean like 
shirts with skulls and and you know guitars and different stuff on it it's yeah. like no you couldn't just or the go punisher you yeah know, well I'm, but i'm talking about just like generic rock well, sure, stuff yeah. or whatever it's like you couldn't just go to walmart in the 80s or even into the 90s well, and yeah, buy and, something like that and then you get into the late 90s and the early 2000s and you're talking about being, everywhere i know about being bought out you know you got the little girly skulls with the with the with the ribbon the on pigtails. top. And yeah, the pigtails. Yeah, they got pigtails. And, yeah, and, no, you know, I'm a, a punk girl. I know. And, and like, you have no idea. I know. Thank you, Hot Topic. You, you, know, people, like, <laughs> you people have never even heard of a mosh pit. You I know. Don't, you don't I know. Have, it's like, uh, you know, and, and again, you know, it's that whole, we're old enough to, you and I are old enough to remember when punk music was scaring the bejesus out of middle america oh god even yes. though we didn't listen to it so I, much because I, yeah i mean churches if they if your church found out that you were listening to right, it that right. you know even if they didn't believe in performing exorcisms they would have found oh, out figured out a way to do one you know? so it's, funny because like the first time my mom heard the ramones okay was in the mid 90s somewhere i was listening to him one day you know late, but, okay. well, but 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 Later. it was it was yeah it was one of those things that again you know i i came to them like in high school but i didn't really get into them until i was like in college sure and so it's like you know we're talking about the early mid you know we're talking about like 93 94 about somewhere the time around we in there met, yeah you know and so i'm listening to it my mom comes in she's like what is this and i'm like this is ramon she's like I really like this. This is really kind of this is kind of cool. I was like, you do realize this is that punk rock music that you've been scared of for all these years, right? And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, sorry, mom. I know. I just, <laughs> but it, it's just kind of one of those things, you know. And and so, you know, I, now granted, I could have played her some other punk music that would have really, you know, scared the bejesus out yeah, of her. You but could have played her some Anthrax. And, and well, yeah, well, believe me, they heard all that when I was in high school because I know, used to play it in my room all or, the time. Or, you know, Sex Pistols. Or, or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Sex Pistols would have done it. That yeah. was, uh, so most definitely. So but anyways, back, back to the to kind of the nerd of the thing. Uh, so anyways. Right? Right before we get to that, though, okay. sorry. One of the things that it's this love hate thing about the sort of the the marketing and and the normalization mm-hmm. of sort of the nerd culture is when I was a nerd, I literally bled for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I did I did face bullies um, uh, so much so that when I finally came out of my shell and did things like join the army, go into law enforcement things like that i have become that sort of advocate for the bully uh mm-hmm. if i see it anywhere even at my job if i see an, one co-worker like kind of bullying another mm-hmm. co-worker i will maybe not forcefully interject into that but i'll in- interject enough just to change the subject to get the person off the hook and get the other person distracted right right and because you know such such is my reputation based on performance now that i'm i don't get bullied mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, I'm mad at the normalization of it because I bled for it. Right. You know, it's sort of that jealousy, you know, if it were normalized when I was in the middle of it, then I wouldn't have had to face that. I didn't care about the popularity aspect. I cared about the, you know, me and others not getting this kind of negative treatment from sort of uneducated, ignorant alpha males. Mm -hmm. You know, I became an alpha male in my own right. I earned it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I put myself in situations where I had to adjust and became that. But yeah, because but you'll, I, al- you'll always be my bitch. So it's well, you know, <laughs> as long as you keep paying me. Um, um, it. Um, but on the same time, I'm glad it is, at the same time, I'm glad it is normalized mm-hmm. because, I, uh, you know, 
I feel like, and and I don't have any science to back this up. Right. You know, we're not we're not here talking about science. We're just no, talking no. about how we're <laughs> we weren't those nerds. <laughs> you know, there, there's there's three stages of nerds to me mm-hmm. in terms of of either not normalized or normalized. The not normalized is obviously what I said when I was one, and 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 you know we we all just kind of put up with it we accepted it we took Mm -hmm. it you know we took the punches and just you know kept our mouths shut and went home we didn't tell anybody because that would make it 10 times worse and it's a horrible 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 thing to go into culturally i think the nerd group sort of fighting back really kind of went a, a negative direction 10 years after i was going through it and and i think about an extremely serious conversation and and not to you know bring everybody mm-hmm. down talking about this but but Columbine High School had just happened and yeah. and I remember you know that was in my opinion that was two nerds who had been really chewed and and really you know kind of pushed around too much and pushed pa- pushed English pushed past their limits right and they'd finally had enough and they snapped and they agreed if you know hey this is going to happen to us anyway so we can either stop it now and face the same result and make a statement doing it or we can just let this continue and we can die inside slowly you know the thing with that is that when that first happened as reporting started coming out in Mm -hmm. the days afterwards it was kind of one of those things where it was like i've I kind of I I never sided with with um, Eric Harris and, and Dylan Clebo by no, any no. stretch of imagination, but I was like I bet those kids were bullied and come to find out they were and they were stuff. a lot. The problem though is that Eric Harris was a undiagnosed psychopath. Oh yeah, yeah, and absolutely. he absolutely manipulated more. I'm, I'm, I I guarantee you that Clebo had his own mental things yeah. going on but yeah, he but found he, he found he found he found someone who was like okay sure let's go do this yeah there was a there was and sort of a dom sub so i've kind of i've kind of got moved away from the this is the nerdy kids that are taking exactly some kind of well, revenge the and into kids. the they were just looking for an excuse yeah, to do yeah. this well it was so. it was the nerdy kids thing and and i i tend to look at it as all the people that that really singled them out they just now by, they by, did have a quote-unquote hit list yeah. of people that they went after specifically yeah. so but by fate or however you, you know however you want to cut that mm-hmm. um they the the ones that singled them out they picked the wrong two kids i'm not saying they got what they deserved no. i'm not saying anybody got what they deserved but you know if there's something that's really hot and you stick your hand in it you get burned mm-hmm. and and so <laughs> and, and this is an age-old argument but the thing that really resonated with me about that is not what happened not the news coverage not anything but it was how i felt mm-hmm. because there was one thing about it that resonated with me and i felt guilty about it for a while uh so much so that i got to hit a point of denial because there was a part of me that understood what they were going through. Mm-hmm. And there was a part of me that was like, I know it's wrong, but I'm glad it happened. Now, for any of you out there that are listening to that and think I'm glad that a bunch of people got killed and injured and the rest of their lives changed. If you think that you're wrong, you couldn't be any more wrong because it's a horrible thing. But that little part that's in everybody's heart 
I don't care how good you are. I don't care how bad you are. There's a little bit of your heart that chases revenge. Mm-hmm. And I didn't agree with it. I thought it was wrong, but I could also close my eyes and see that happening. And the faces that it was happening to were the people that did it to me. Mm-hmm. Then I hit a point of denial. And then there was this one day where Alan and I were sitting in Waffle House and I was mad about it. It was it was a a day later. It was a day after. I went through that whole range of emotions in a 24-hour period. And we're sitting at Waffle House drinking coffee and that topic comes up and I'm like, "Man, you know what? I don't understand kids like that. I mean, you know, they could have asked for help. They could have, you know, they could have done all this stuff. We didn't have any kids like that at our school." And Alan looks at me and says, "Corey, we were those kids." And I went, "Uh Shit, you're right. Yeah. And you know, I and said, we were. And I the said difference the same is, thing. Is we, the difference is, is we had a moral structure right. uh, based on our families right. being involved in our lives. That, And I think really that's the only resonant and, difference. And, you know, I said the same thing about the West Memphis Three. Yeah. Like, I, I remember oh, them too. I remember watching that, that first Paradise Lost, you know. I remember when it happened, you know, the whole West Memphis, you know, all mm-hmm. that and everything. And... um and especially after watching that first Paradise Lost movie or documentary and sitting there and thinking, I remember at the end of it sitting there watching going, those are the kids I would have hung out with. Yeah. Like I would be guilty by association. Oh, absolutely. You know? And I never, I never once thought they were guilty. And I very well could have been one of the ones that was sucked in. Exactly. You know? And you that's know? the whole thing is like, yeah, I very well could be one of those kids yeah. just because I wore black and I listened to heavy metal and, you and know, I wore a long jacket. Yeah. Then, you know, and it was, I was going to do a, private Christian school. So obviously this is the person who did it, you know, because he's oh, different yeah. than everyone else, you yeah. know? And so, yeah, I, I get that, but yeah, it is. It's that, but that's a lot on why mm-hmm. <laughs> revenge of the nerds. <laughs> yeah. Half an well, hour later, we we're coming back a, to revenge. of the We nerds. just took a great comedy movie <laughs> and made it as is dark it as you okay, could. Look, all right. Here's, I, th- I, th- I, I thought it was funny. Uh, now I, my mom was, was pretty liberal. Uh, mm-hmm. My dad was not in the house. Um, so if it was a, a horror movie or if it had, you know, a, a moderate amount of nudity. Right. Uh, she did not hide me from that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was exposed to that stuff at a very early age and I did turn out mostly normal. Uh, on, a, <laughs> on, a, on a good day with medication. As but, I was saying, but, the medications or the meds are right now. <laughs> You and but, I both. It's yeah, like <laughs> but mostly normal. Um, and yes, I, I, Alan's discussed them. So uh, you know, I have off air, but yeah, I have you know, I have some mental challenges right. as well. Right. I have some some personality disorders. I, I do suffer from depression. Um, maybe uh, welcome to Gen X. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe some mild bipolar. It's right. not like I'm running around cleaning the house and then I'm angry at everybody and sleeping for six days. It's not quite that that extreme. But but I do have my moments. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I do really well during the peaks, you know, and then and then the troughs the come. The valleys and, hit, and it's like oh. And God, then I yeah. then I call Alan and say, "I don't want to hang out." Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I make fun of him for a couple and, hours, and, and, and he it's feels funny better. because he makes fun of me, and I feel great. Um, You're still living in your trauma. <laughs> Well, you know, if you don't get out of it, it doesn't seem like trauma, you know. <laughs> but you know, you know, I have my challenges. I also, uh, you know, because of 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 
uh, choice of careers and mm-hmm. things like that. I, I yeah, suffer I from PTSD. Um, and, and believe me, combining all of those things, that's a movie. Um, <laughs> it's also and, how you make a serial killer. So it, it's <laughs> <laughs> but at least I would be a serial killer with a conscience. Well, there you go. He'd be like Dexter. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I only um, kill the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you know, it's it's interesting. I think of all of all the generations, Gen X. You know, this is a Gen X show, so yeah. you know, shout out to all of us Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. If if we have one ability, all of us. Even despite the the shortcomings that we mm-hmm. have, if we have one ability, is that we know how to survive, right? Because we raised ourselves. You know, I love my mom. Mm-hmm. I miss her. My mom passed a few years ago, um, four years ago, this past June 29th, and and I w- I will miss her for every day. She was a great mom, but she had to work. Mm-hmm. Single mom, you know. It, you know, I come home from school. I'm by myself. You know, I'm left to my own devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing I didn't burn the house down with me in it. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, we learned how to survive. We developed our own coping strategies. Right. We, you know, some of them not so great. Uh, but We definitely of, learned gallows humor. Yeah. That was, I mean. But, that, <laughs> yeah. You know, my gallows humor is not just because I served in the military. Mm-hmm. It's not because I've seen people die. It's not because I served as a police officer on top of that and saw other people die. It's not because I worked in emergency management where I, you know, I get state statistics on how many people died during an event. Mm-hmm. It's not because of all of that. Well, it is. But it's not just because of all of that. I already had a really solid foundation for that right. just being because I was born in 1974. Exactly. You know? yeah. um, so the next movie that came up. When well, we no. Were, well, let me go oh, into the Revenge of the Nerds oh, here. Still Here's doing the reason. Nerds. Well, because we never really talked about the movie. There were um, boobies in that movie. There were, but there's also a really <laughs> icky rape scene in that movie. That, You're right. Yeah, and that's the thing that you know has been. I remember seeing that movie when it had been out a few years, yeah, and I saw it on television. Like I saw the television version of it because my parents were not going to let me watch it. You oh know? yeah, God no. And I remember my mom even shouldn't have then, let me watch yeah, it. Yeah, and it's, I remember even then when that whole thing happens. You know, whenever he puts on the the, the Darth, Darth Vader, Vader mask and goes in, and she thinks it's her boyfriend, and, and it's it's, not. I was like. This isn't right. Like yeah. that, that's uh, you know, I mean, and again, I I was a young teen. I mean, I was what maybe 13, 14 years, maybe fourteen. See, the I oldest was, when I saw it. So I was, and much, I was, and I was just like, I was a little this bit younger right. when I saw this it. This is, I, you know, I saw it when it first like came out on HBO. Uh, you know, back when when you know, right? Oh yeah, cable HBO, dials weren't digital. Right, you know? they were analog. Little, I know you had like a little turn. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah. See, but, but I told see, you we're old. But it was one of those <laughs> things that like you know, so many people that I know our in our age group talk about that movie like oh it's so great and everything and i always i always been i was like so you're okay with the rape scene what what, what are you talking about oh, oh yeah and yeah then, and but the thing is, is that the way that that movie plays that is that it's okay it's real soft it's, well but but it's okay because all of a sudden she decides she's in love with him yeah and it's like no that's that's, that's not that's not okay at all and, like and, you know and there's no woman on the face of this earth that would have that reaction none none well that's not true if they had the reaction though it's not a it's because of probably past trauma and so therefore they 
you know, we yeah, get a whole lot yeah, of the psychology yeah, of this. Yeah, of, I can see they that. keep going back to their abusers because, sure. you know, type stuff. But yeah, I, and that's one of those like, I see, you know, I was a little bit younger when I saw it. And so that, that never really resonated with me. I, I, mm-hmm. I think I picked that up on like, a, you know, something again, because we were raised on the tube. Right. Um, you know, and like we'll, I said, I, I saw the edited version yeah, of it. We'll say, it, we'll say, oh, you know, I haven't seen that movie in years. Let me see if I can go find that. Mm-hmm. We can go play it. And I remembered playing it. And, you know, this was probably 10 years ago. It'd been, right, right. been almost, you know, almost 30 years since that right. movie came out. And, well, you know, the first time I saw And Porky's, I played it and then I saw that and I just went, oh. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I saw Porky's, I was like 27 or 28. Like, I never saw it back. You know, of course, I'd heard all about it and stuff. And I watched it and I was like, this is not as funny as everybody said it was. At the earliest you know, that I saw it... I may not have been through puberty yeah. all the way. So, see, like I, I said, I just I was never sheltered so from that stuff. So many people I know saw all those movies when we were in like grade school, you know, and, yeah. and you know, junior high and stuff. And a lot of them I did not see until I was an adult. For and, for partly because it was one of those things my parents were really strict about that kind of stuff. But, but also think of it this way: think about how much you've achieved. You didn't see this stuff until you were an adult, and you're this messed up. Oh, I know. It's like, it's, I, no, I found my trauma somewhere it's, else. It's fantastic. I was like, I was like traumatized by being exposed to sex at such an early age. I was traumatized by being told that sex was going to kill me from a very early age, or send me to hell, I should say. So it was like, <laughs> so it's a completely different type of trauma. I, I will like, say. I I will say, looking at that perspective, perspective as the metric explains a lot. Doesn't and, it? and as a Christian, I'm gonna say, sounds like a fun place. Yeah, it's, well, you know, it's uh, <laughs> save me a seat. As I say, you know, I figure I'm gonna know a lot of people there, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. But at least we'll be together. Yeah, well, you know. It's, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, <laughs> we, we won't get into our eternal resting places. Uh, that's, uh, that's another episode. <laughs> that's a whole right other there. episode in and of itself. But it, it, it uh, yeah, Revenge of the Nerds is definitely, you know, and, and they've there's been a couple of remake talks about it, you know, and I'm like, you would have to do so much. And also, one of the other things is the fact, you know, they broke into the, into the sorority house and they put up cameras, so therefore, you know, they're, watching people against their will you that's, know there's there's plenty of stuff that's kind of problematic and creepy it, you know, as it may sound I one know. of my favorite scenes oh i know <laughs> we've got bush we've got, got bush, bush. uh but um, and, and when i was in high school in junior high we actually had a booger oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah they, i mean everybody called him booger okay there you go i even called him booger and i was as nerdy as he was mm-hmm. um and that was probably wrong of me so, and you know the whole thing so, is curtis armstrong made a career off of that if you, one role if you know? you know who i am and you know your nickname used to be booger yeah and you're listening to this sorry dude, dude i'm really sorry <laughs> yeah um i wasn't mean to a lot of people but apparently i was mean to you yeah. and lesson learned well another 80s movie and i don't know if you'll remember this one do you remember the movie johnny be good I do remember the movie Johnny Be Good, but before we get to okay. yours, I want to pick one. Okay. Um, it's one I brought up in the car uh, earlier today uh, while we were going to eat, and that is Under the Rainbow. <laughs> okay. Um, I have not uh, seen this movie in probably since it was somewhere around the time it was released. Yeah. It's, For those it's of you that been, don't know, this is a supposed true story of the hotel that they put up all of the little people they 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 housed them there when they were they were filming, filming the Wizard, of, Wizard Oz. of Oz, and the stories of the drunken debauchery 
have been the, greatly exaggerated but, over time but, and especially in this movie but, but circus like insanity yes and, and yes. sometimes loving it's yeah uh, i mean it's uh, it's i envision this movie what i remember of it it's been mm-hmm. a long time since i've seen it too but i envision this movie that that all of these things in this movie is pretty much what is playing inside deadpool's head as background all the time i could see that uh you know it's, yeah, yeah. It, it may have even become sort of a, a, a an abstract inspiration for the creation of <laughs> deadpool knows, um but yeah it's i mean it's a movie it's a comedic movie mm-hmm. uh, and it obviously you know hollywood exaggerated uh movie about they, like you said and, all the debauchery and that they took place poke in this a lot hotel. of fun at, at little people and there's and, a lot you know, of short mean, jokes just, yeah i mean and, just on and, and on and on and and uh, and you know of course you know by today's standards that's you know we call them little people right um which to me honestly they use, they sounds, use the word midget quite yeah, a bit midget back is, then midget I mean, it is was a, a common term right, of the time right and honestly i gotta tell you i, I don't necessarily feel a a, a a positive or negative connotation to the word nid, midget mm-hmm. but but when I say little people, it sounds so condescending to me. It's, it, and and if you'll please pardon the pun, it sounds like I'm talking down to you. <laughs> and you know, and it's, that's horrible it's, for me to laugh at. It's, kind it's horrible, of, horrible for me to say it. But it's kind but it's of one true. of those things where nomenclature has changed so many times over the years for different groups. You know. Um, you know, my grandmother used a particular word for um, for black people. Yeah, it's not even. I mean, yeah, my grandmother didn't use the N word. Okay, I'm just going ahead and say that right now. But you know, she she said colored. That was yep. the whole. You know. Oh, my grandfather used the N word. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Plenty of family members that use the, the yeah. use the N word and, and would act like it was just no. That's what they want to be called. You know, like that's yeah. you that's know. Just, and we've seen in our lifetime it go from that to. Negro, because you like because you had like so, so you had the NAACP, which is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. That's what that yep. stands for. Then you, had, you the had the United, United Negro, Negro College, College Fund, Fund. right? Yeah. And then we've seen it go from that to no, we want to be called Black, and then it went from that to we want to be called African American, and now we want to be people of color. And it's like, okay, I understand some people kind of get stuck in the this is what we always said and this is what was acceptable at one time you know and it's like well that doesn't necessarily mean it's acceptable today but we've gone through that with so many different you know i know it keeps falling that's because you there you go actually you're probably gonna need to like shorten that that's the reason why it's doing it because it's top it's heavy it's not balanced on the other end you can just move the whole thing over i I know it's too big anyone ever said that to you <laughs> hang on i'm thinking i'm thinking anyway i'm gonna have uh, to get back to you on that and i'm not i mean because it's one of those things where i'm like look i'm all i'm all about inclusion whatever you know just well, let me know <laughs> it's just, almost it, to the point now memo, let it me know is. what i'm it's supposed like, to call you give me the, give me the, the list of accepted terms i'm not you gonna know? make I mean, fun of you a, but i'm gonna no. make but i am going to make fun of what you expect me to call you well and I'm going to make fun of the white liberals is what I'm going to make fun well, of yeah, because, because they're, they're the, the ones, ones that, that come up with all that this come up with all the crap. names and tell, you know, tell people that are that are, you know, that are Hispanic. They have to be called Latinx now. And it's like it's falling. Again. 
<laughs> you know, and that kind I, of stuff. I hear there's medication. For this, uh, yeah, so. I know. It's a uh, for for what you, you guys aren't seeing. We're seeing it. My my microphone keeps, keeps drooping. drooping. <laughs> and that's that's not a euphemism. Yeah, it's uh, at it least it, not it keeps, today. But um, hold on. And we're back. Uh, we had to take a little uh, microphone um, maintenance uh, time there. So. <laughs> Droopage issue. Um, Have we said all we want to say about Under the Rainbow? Yeah, uh, I, th- I think so. Um, uh, let's circle back. Let's circle back. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Not Jinsaki. Not Jinsaki, please. Um, uh, I, what I had mentioned prior to that was uh, the movie Johnny Be Good. And I'm only, honestly, I'm bringing this movie up for one reason and one reason only. Okay, uh, you remember who all's in this, right? It's uh, Anthony Michael Hall. He plays yeah. a high school football player yeah. who's being courted by, you know, different schools to come, you know, play college ball there. He's, you know, the quarterback. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is in it. He plays his best friend. Wow. He's dating uh, Uma Thurman, who yeah. is the sheriff's daughter or whatever, you know, type thing. But here's the thing. Middle America, cornbread. Right. And, you know, he's... He, and, you know, it's like... And, you know, they're, they're, they're literally, like, taking him out to, like, strip clubs and different stuff, you oh, know, trying course. to, like, court him into that. But here's the, here's the one that, that, that I go to, though. The opening scene, they're in the locker room before the big... Before the game. Oh, refresh my memory. And the coach it's, it's, is giving... The speech, like the, you know, the, the, pep, the, pump, talk. the pep talk, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I haven't watched this movie in a long time, but I remember it at the time, seeing it. And then, like, later on, thinking about it, like, years later, and being like, oh, they would never be able to make this movie now. Because he uses the other F word multiple times in this and it's like you know, well, you know, we're gonna go out there and prove that we're not a bunch of, you oh, know, yeah. and okay. yeah, and, yeah, and, I got and, you. yeah, I mean, just on, I mean, and it's like this extended talk, pep, like quote unquote pep talk of him just like basically saying, you know, you're not gonna go out there and act like a bunch of f words and yeah, and, and re- this and that re- and blah, reference blah, blah, to, 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 homosexuals. to homosexuals, yeah, and, and all, and it's just like wow, this wow, times like times have changed. It's like oh geez, you know, um, you know, and that was one of the we were talking about the new Bill and Ted movie, you know, and I remember like when people were talking about some people that are a lot more liberal than us that talking about oh this new Bill and Ted, you know, like oh those two those first two Bill and Ted movies are so great, except you know. They use that other F word in each one of them. And it's like, it was a different time. Okay. Yeah, a, I get it. Okay. It was a different time. And it's also, it was, it was, it's also the fact of like, if I call you that, it's not me questioning your masculinity or whether or not you're or you're assigning, or you're or ass- yeah. yeah, you're not assigning a, a, a gender specific sexual preference to me in, in any way, shape, form, it's or fashion. It's the same thing if I call you one of my fuckers, okay? It's in a lot of ways or, because or like it's like earlier when you said I'll always be your bitch. Exactly. You know, it's one of those things where it's like. <laughs> Which I won't be. And, but. and I know that that. That is, I get it. Okay, remember, because again, just remember for future reference, I yeah. may have potential dates. Well, listen, yeah, listening exactly. to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can end that very quickly. I, <laughs> I think you might might have done that already. Actually, <laughs> I can I can ruin you ever getting a date again. <laughs> so, so, well, I mean, you've done it before. Well, yeah, exactly. So, no, I, I think I think the reference to that word. 
you know the the, the definition of that word or the intent right. behind the definition definition of that word has changed so much right. in the last well, twenty we or thirty know, years. We all know that it's a bundle of sticks, or if you're English, it's a cigarette. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's one of those things that. It got used as a slur towards homosexuals, yep. and it stayed in a long time. And, it, and it's and kind it of it's, stuck. It, it's it kind really... of been, and it's also kind of become like the N word, where they use it for each other, you know, yeah, and that yeah. type of stuff. With them and taking it back, fine. You know what? I don't, I don't but, say it but anymore. When, now, granted, when I was a kid, it wasn't. We didn't think much of it. Well, yeah, you know, when, when we and, were kids, we were just kind of copying what Bill and Ted were doing, or you know? whoever. I mean, even before that, you yeah, know, it's whatever, that. whatever the, our older friends or brothers or cousins or, yeah, or whatever, it, you know, and, and it's, when we. Um, you know, you were saying when when we call each other that, you know, right. which I mean, God, we I'm sure like we I, did at, at some, some point, point right, but, yeah. but it's been a and couple I'm of decades. I'm sure we did it in the Bill and Ted, like in the, that in whole, the Bill like, and Ted reference, you know, or just, or, the, you know, like, yeah, I love you, man, I love you too. And then, yeah, 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 yeah you know, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and, but it's, it's, it's like, it's an acknowledgement of an endearment. It's not an endearment, no. but it's an acknowledgement of an endearment. And it's sort of a, a, you know, I I said this really soft and nice and meaningful thing, and now I have to sort of reassert my masculinity. Right, right. It's like, man, you know, <laughs> I that, really it's, appreciate it's, you being there for me, and then I suck you in the arm. You know, right. it, it's it's the same thing. I don't even know that it's reasserting your masculinity by saying. I think it's more of, a, oh, I just said something nice now i have to I say have to something now i have to counteract with that with something that's you know, not so nice in hey order to, you know you alan know. you've been a really good friend to me yeah. over the years dick yeah exactly you know, <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's just you I've, know. I've been a really good dick to you over the years yeah, too, so it's <laughs> and there goes the dating opportunity yes. right <laughs> but yeah like, i don't know he's okay but i'm not sure i want to meet his friend yeah well you know <laughs> No, Corey doesn't want you to meet his friend. <laughs> For so many reasons. <laughs> if you never hear Alan have another podcast again, there's a reason for that. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that's that's another. I mean, as well as all the other stuff, like I said, with them take. And of course, we did see a little bit of that with like uh, Varsity Blues. You know, they wound up the strip club. Oh, God, you know, yeah. and, and it's... Which which uh, it was a horrible movie, but I think yeah. it was a great movie. I, you it, know? It's, it's a terrible. It's it's a good bad movie. Is yeah, what it is. Yeah, it's it, like, but it's one that I I will. I, you know, I hate football. Yeah. I mean, okay, that makes me a little un-American. Yeah. I don't I don't like pro ball. I don't like college ball. I hated football when I was in high school. I was in the band. I had to watch every football game, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, Oh God, when's halftime coming? Yeah, I want to like do the show yeah, no, it's because like, I'm a nerd, and mm-hmm. and. You know, but as much as I just don't care for football and there's no politics, I didn't I didn't like football before anybody was taking a knee. Right, I, right. You know, yeah. I, I I just I don't and see, I'm just the opposite. I, I love football. I, can't, I mean, I love football. So part of me, and maybe it's my my mental issues. Mm-hmm. I, I can't sit still that long to watch that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it, I'm either participating or I'm off participating in something else. Mm-hmm. And but even as much as uh, as i dislike football i love that movie mm-hmm. because you know of course i get sucked into the relationships and the dynamics you know billy bob uh the uh, actor yeah. the actor that played him god rest his soul yeah, he's, I know. he's a great guy um yeah, tweeter and, uh, yeah, I know. and, and <laughs> guy, you know tweeter and 
and you know the, of course you know i'm a guy the whipped cream bikini was yeah, pretty nice you, you know yeah. the accent was horrible oh, God, but was but the cherries on top the, you know i'll take Allie, it Allie larder and <laughs> um uh, oh what's her name amy smart yeah neither yeah. one of them had a good and let's be honest vanderbeek's accent was terrible too i mean it was all three of them were just like oh i think, I think vanderbeek's like natural speaking accent is terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know what i know you love that what was that car commercial that he did um a few years oh, back God, where, yeah. where they were like okay and that's just sign here like really there's no drama oh you want drama okay and they called james vanderbeek in and he's like you know, playing for what you know playing for uh west canyon highway the best days of your life but i don't want your life i don't want was that life. good yeah okay we'll see you next time all right thanks guys <laughs> he just like yeah, walks. just walked off <laughs> uh you know it, it, again it was it was a it was a horrible movie mm-hmm. but it was a great movie because there were some really real moments in mm-hmm. it and, I and think, there was some laugh out loud moments and, but again and, there's and stuff you know in there that couldn't get that made probably today, would you know? god you know if you're if you found out your teacher was a stripper oh, and you went to a strip show right i mean she'd make the evening news yeah, I'd, I'd give you that well, yeah it, it, that would have gotten out especially oh, in that town for god one thing. yeah uh you know there's also the whole you know the tweeter the whole like you know the basically and, drugging women to uh, have sex what was with the, them what was the, the oh yeah a uh, couple of beers, a couple of Percocets, yeah, and the their panties, panties will drop. He looks like yeah. that. Tweeter, I wonder if you're going to like it in prison. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. It's like it's, acknowledging that uh, you shouldn't be doing this, st- you know. Stripping down and stealing the cop car. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, there's plenty I mean, of there's stuff in that movie. that raucous just, you know, stuff that would just not stand the test of time anymore. I think the Although big I, one. I think stealing a police car would probably still go. In I tried to one time. but you know. I, I took a light <laughs> once. Yeah. I was 14. Uh, I tried to one time, and that's when I found out that, oh, when they're not in the cars and the car's on, the doors are actually locked. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they come with that option. Yeah, damn oh. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, I'm sure that if, if the, the police officer had walked out of the establishment and seen me like trying to open the door, I'd have probably gone straight to jail well, for even attempting. That's when, you so go it to, was, <laughs> that's when you go to Tales from the Crypt Demon Night. Yeah. Oh, I was just testing the lock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So make sure nobody else is going to take it. You know, yeah. I, was, I, was, yeah, I, was just make, I was making, making sure, sure you yeah. guys were doing what you were yeah, supposed exactly. to. So You're doing an excellent job. Appreciate <laughs> your service. The big one that would never get made. Uh-oh. Oh, we all know what it is. It's Blazing Saddles. Oh, God. <laughs> Hang on. It's just going to be a pause for laughing at every damn scene in that movie. That- Mel Brooks is a genius among yes, genius, but a, that movie and what would makes his genius never. is the fact that he picked some of the most amazing comedic actors for that movie. Gene Wilder, of course, Harvey you Keitel, know, Harvey, or not Harvey, Harvey, uh, Corman. Harvey Corman, Harvey Corman. God sorry. rest both of their souls. Yeah. Uh, we will never know their like again. No. Um, who, who, God, who, uh, who played Hold the on. Black Sheriff? Um, As Dave would call it, that pull up the magic witch box yeah. here and. I thought I was going to get away with not having to hear that tonight. Yeah, so, well, uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm sitting in his chair, so I gotta <laughs> I gotta pay some homage. Cleavon Little, I yeah, knew I knew that song. Yeah. Of course, you know Slim Pickens, um, Madeline Kahn. <laughs> oh God, I yeah. love Madeline. I, I had always I had a massive massive crush on, crush on Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn was beautiful. She was absolutely and she was a comic genius and on a top comic of it genius. All. Um, uh, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, well, I mean, everything she was in. You know, no, my you go favorite, back to Young, Fra- Young my Frankenstein. My favorite Madeline you know. Kahn role was Ms. Uh, was Mrs. Peacock in, um, or not Mrs. Was it Mrs. Peacock? Yeah, 
Yeah. No. 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 She was. Um. No, because that was what's her name, Eileen. Um. She. What was her name? It wasn't. It wasn't. Um. Ah, what was her name? I can't remember all the. I now can't remember all my clear references, but she was amazing in that role. Uh, I'm trying to go though. Mrs. Peacock. It was. It wasn't Miss Scarlet. It was. Come on, come on, come on! We're getting there. We're getting. Are we? There. Are we? Yeah, she's. I mean, yeah, she's absolutely an amazingly uh, uh, talented. Hold on, I got it right here. Talented actress. She's, she was Mrs. White. Yeah, Miss Mrs. White. White. That's how what it appropriate. Was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, Frank, Miss Frank, Miss our young Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh um, my God! Again, comic genius in Young Frankenstein. Again, another Gene Wilder role, and and. <laughs> <laughs> was it Ed Asner? No, uh, no, 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 not no. Ed Asner. Um, I was. Are you get, talking about the name? Uh, the, uh, the Frankenstein the monster. It yeah. was. Um, oh God, what is his name? God, I can't believe we can't pull all these. Names. Used to, I could pull every one if, of these names off the top of my if head. The microphones were not on. Um, yeah, we would and, have uh, these in a heartbeat. It's because uh, he, um, Peter, Lo- Peter Peter Boyle, yeah, Peter, Peter Boyle. Boyle, yeah, uh, and then uh, of course you know you got Peter Lorre in there too. Um, uh, the Hunchback. No, that was no, uh, no. Marty Feldman. Marty Feldman, that's yeah. right. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm One thinking about la- yeah. like the actual Hunchback yeah, movies no, in no, Peter no. Lorre. Yeah, no, um, no, it was, uh, it was Marty Feldman. Yeah, played. Marty Feldman. Again, uh, you know, and that's what makes, to me, any of those movies, any Mel Brooks movie, uh, you know, or Gene Wilder, you know, when you, when you put the right people together, mm-hmm. they uh, there's a natural sort of gestalt that some of the parts are equal to or greater than the whole and right and, and when you put those people together they become greater than who any of them are collectively mm-hmm. and, and that's what made i think such a great atmosphere to do those movies they wouldn't stand probably 90 percent of mel brooks movies wouldn't stand the test of time mm-hmm. i mean i bet somebody could find something wrong with space balls you oh, know? Yeah. oh you yeah, know? yeah 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 but, but, but you, know, you, you have the, the other one that comes to mind is History of the World Part One, oh, because there's some there's some funny stuff in there, and then there's some stuff. It's like, oh wow, that, oh. you could tell this definitely came out at a different time. So. Yeah, <laughs> and here's a great here's a great example, uh, and we have we actually have a proof metric mm-hmm. for uh, for it. Um, this is a movie that absolutely did not stand the test of time, and mm-hmm. we know that. The movie The Producers. <laughs> the first one, the original, yeah. was comic gold. It was genius. There was there were there were, there were some they, ama- they, you know it's they, springtime they, in Hitler yeah. in Germany. You know, and it, they remade you know, it, and they really played down a lot. And they played of that down stuff, a lot of yeah. stuff, and the and the movie bombed. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a horrible movie. I still I have also, the, I still have that movie, the remake. Yeah, on DVD. And it's still in the plastic. You know, that's one I, of those. I never unwrapped it because I'd heard so many bad things about it that I'm just like, oh, I'm just not going to waste two hours that's of my life. That's one of those movies that no one was asking to be remade. Yeah. You know, that was, and it's not even for the, you know, the it's spring not time the, for Hitler or whatever, but it was like, it's the, nobody wants to see this movie remade. It was a little this, too innocuous. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's like, yeah, because I know, I know that it, it had just had a revival on Broadway. Yeah. 
uh, having a, a successful revival on Broadway is does a lot, not translate does to not the silver transla- screen exactly, and and not that always. was every once in a while, but it's still one of those things where it was like that one nobody was asking for that. Yeah. let's just put it that yeah. way. You know, the original, um, great, wonderful. Yeah. I, I I could watch it now and and be in stitches. I mm. you know I'd roll out of my chair uh, and and laugh and giggle and and cough you know because I ran out of oxygen <laughs> yeah. or, or or whatever. But, yeah, the remake was completely and utterly unnecessary. It sounds to me almost like, hey, look, I have this contractual ob- I know, obligation. Let's just do this. I know that Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane were in the revival on Broadway. Yeah. And and both of them in their own right. They're, 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 they're great. They're, they're Na- good. I yeah. love Nathan Lane. Right. I, Again, I did not see the Broadway revival. I know they won Tony's, you know, and, and different stuff. And, I was like, and I've heard that they were that the two of them were really good. <laughs> From what I have not seen the entire movie, I've seen a good chunk of it, and but for some reason it just did not translate that there was anything with them like on like it was yeah, like there wasn't this a lot is just of chemistry the there, you know. And it's like man, you know, like I said, they just had a successful run on Broadway with this, yeah. But it feels like they're in two completely different movies, movies here, yeah. you know. And I, I do, I think Nathan Lane's hilarious. Okay. Oh yeah, I uh, do he. Too. Uh, and you, you never yeah. watched Modern Family, did you? No, but Dude, he but had a I recurring knew, character. I on knew there. everything I needed to know about uh, about Nathan Lane's talent mm-hmm. from the movie The Birdcage. Yes, oh, he's amazing uh, in that movie. He's amazing. Anybody in that, movie. that can stand out while standing next to Robin Williams. Right. Has got talent, and and, and Gene Hackman, and, and Gene Hackman too. I, I mean, mean that, yeah. yeah, I know it's you know Gene Hackman is is one of my favorites from way back, just simply because you know he goes into a genre of film a lot, right? That that I appreciate. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of westerns. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily like the Hollywood aspect of it, but I, I like some of the character acting mm-hmm. in it. And of course, Gene Hackman plays an amazingly good bad guy mm-hmm. and and by good bad guy i mean he's the bad guy that thinks he's doing the right thing right and and his character in uh, uh unforgiven. unforgiven yeah he thinks Little he's Bill the good Daggett. guy yeah he yeah. thinks he's the good guy i know it's, and he's not no. he's he's a sadist of course, the whole it's, thing is that there are no good guys in that movie well there that's are, the whole thing yeah, it's, well there are, and that that's one thing that you could actually kind of consider to be historically accurate yeah. because mm-hmm. there really were no good guys right. in the west right uh, you know, it was kill or be killed. It was, you know, and I right. mean, every day wasn't a gun battle at high noon. In fact, there weren't gun battles at high no, noon. No. And, you know, most Complete pe- Hollywood fabrication. Yeah, so. Most people that got killed in the West were shot in the back, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. you know why? Because that's a good tactic. Yeah, it works. <laughs> I can when you, shoot when you don't have someone face, uh, point, you know, pointing a gun at you while you're shooting, it's a lot easier to kill them than it is the other well, way. Well, yeah, it's when a, they're facing away from you, you greatly reduce the risk you know, of getting shot. That's how and, Jesse James was killed. Yeah. yeah. He was shot in the Bell Star, the same way. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a... So, yeah, there's... So, and, there's a lot of Hollywood there, and that, that may be another episode someday, yeah. maybe, but... Um, uh, but you know, just the to for Nathan Lane to be able to stand out mm-hmm. uh, in in the face of so many accomplished and talented actors. You know, I I was sad the day that uh, Gene Hackman decided that you know I'm just going to retire. I know, and, I know. You know, I'm just I'm, and he did it so like I'm, quietly. Uh, yeah, of... I'm just, he just stopped taking roles. You right. know, he didn't make an announcement. Nope. It's not there's there's nobody needs to do a parade or, mm-hmm. or do an article. It was just like, you know, it's almost Forrest Gump-like. He was like, I think I'll go home now. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. You know, he just stopped showing up in movies. He stopped taking you know, scripts. Forrest Gump is another one that probably couldn't get made right now because 
You're dealing I, with someone who is... I was is, really shocked at, at some of the, the cries against that movie. You know, they're talking about... As time about, has gone on, people have looked at that and been like... Well, he's making fun of Vietnam vets. And well, no, like, I mean, no, just him not. of being... <laughs> his mental challenge yeah of which, Make, making a co- sort of comic moments well, the, at, at, well, the, not even at that. the expense of someone that's that's challenged it's the fact that these days that there would be an outcry well why don't you get someone who does have that challenge in order to, to play this role because they don't they maybe can't memorize the there lines. is there there and <laughs> let's be honest I'm as good an actor as tom hanks yeah. on top of it all i mean that's uh but yeah. it, you know and it's one of those things that again you know like with watching that movie now especially having a son who's on the spectrum yeah I recognize oh he's autistic that's yeah. oh a, yeah, yeah 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 and, and that yeah, was the whole thing was, that like at the time it was a question like, for me but, right but, but you know i I'd, I'd had some experience with right. with dealing with autism and, and not I'd not dealing with it in the sense of oh i gotta you right. know well, i gotta carry you know this what you mean. right right it's but a, but you know i i had enough exposure to that that even then when i saw forrest gump mm-hmm. i was like Oh yeah, he's yeah. autistic. Yeah, he's he's not stupid. No. He's not retarded. He just looks he's at things differently. That, oh, you I'm know? sorry, yeah. that's not not the, the favorite the word, word these days. Yeah, but, no, <laughs> but I don't care. Right. Uh, to I could go back and use the f word to. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. Really, <laughs> to to address people that have a problem with me using the R word, yeah, but <laughs> maybe we can make an acronym. There <laughs> we'll just I'll just have an after after credit scene where you just like say all the words that we're not supposed to say. Like, a little disclaimer. I'll, I'll, I'll feel like I'll, Project Gen X podcast does not endorse anything that Corey has said. On this I, I, I feel like I'd be paying like a, a, a small homage to George Carlin yeah. if I did that. You know, seven words Again, you can't say. It's, George Carlin's comedy would not fly. That. Oh Sam God, Kinison's no. comedy would not fly these well, days. Okay, I mean, to be fair, I, I, I'm a Richard Pryor's I'm a, comedy. I'm a big fan. Would not I'm, fly I'm a these big days. fan sometimes of. Sam Kennison. It I depends on Sam what on what mood I'm in. Yeah, but Sam Kennison's comedy didn't fly then. No. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> he was so far. He was so outside. I know. Uh, you know, he was beyond controversy. I he know. Was, there were people that hated him. I know. And the fact that he used to be a Baptist minister mm-hmm. before he went into comedy and started doing a lot of coke, mm-hmm. that. It, it was it was an extra slap in the face, right? For, right. You know, so they hated him for all sorts of reasons, yeah, yeah. not just his his topics, he you know, his material. Genius, he was, he really was. I, I mean, talk just about dude, talking Kenison, about him. I want to try and scream like that no. on the mic. I won't do it, but Kennison, because I'll sound like a six year old schoolgirl. But if Kennison had lived and was still alive today, he would be the ultimate troll. Online, oh, I mean, like just he was, the uh, ultimate a, a troll, man before his yes. time. Yes, and I mean, like just all he would have to do is just roll out a couple uh, of words and set the entire internet internet ablaze. And, and I will, then, and I will tell you right now, when I heard he died, I was in one of my phases where I'm like, I don't like him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, he, you it's, know, it's such uh, an odd story, also with him. But when he died, I I saw it. I saw it on the news yeah. or, or whatever whatever outlet that came out on. Right. I think I actually saw it on MTV. And, it and was, I remember... It was 93 when it yeah, happened. I remember, and, like, shrugging my shoulders and go, I'm not surprised. Yeah. God was listening. Well, you, you know, know, and that's the whole, like, you know, he died in a car wreck. Yeah. And it was He one was, of those, like, rolled over, like, a, a big truck, like... Yeah, and, but it was one of those like things. He was on in the a Geo Metro, and he got hit by a yeah. dump truck. He was it's... on the side of the road, <laughs> and it was one of those things that they said his last words. It was like he was talking to God. He was like, no, I'm not ready to go yet. Yeah. All right, fine. 
and that was it. Yeah. And it was just like, surreal. oh, wow. Yeah, it was a you very know, surreal and, thing. And, and, but it was just, you know, and that was another thing. He used to go on Howard Stern's show and in the mornings and it was one of those things that like you would hear him on there he's like oh he's been up all night doing coke <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a, yeah in fact this might be night number three yeah it's i know a- and it's just like but, <laughs> but you know it's it you eddie murphy you go back to raw oh, a lot wow. of the jokes that he made in there especially about homosexuals and oh stuff, yeah you and could, it's just like that stuff would dude, not yeah. i'm surprised that some of these guys haven't had to like make some sort of public formal apology today I know, over I know. that and it's uh, because that's the the standard can, i mean ours you know you, you know, know if i did something now, in 1953 i'd have to apologize you know like it. i said richard pryor man, yeah some of the stuff and you know what's funny about richard pryor is that he was another guy that was ahead of his time way with ahead. a lot and i'm not even talking about like his comedy style i'm just talking about some of the stuff that he talked about because i have especially in recent years with some of the stuff that's happened uh one of his shows from like the late 70s where he was in la and he was talking about the cops about the chokehold and stuff you know about like there's a reason why i don't live out here you know and and and, and of course you know and everybody's like of course he's making jokes about it and everything but you know that became a real thing under um uh, what's his name? Uh, who was the police commissioner out there um, during the L.A. riots and everything? You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He was a commissioner but... for like a couple of decades. And everybody hated him. Because, oh, I mean, yeah. it was like the cops hated him. The citizens hated him. I mean, it and just... Then, and then the, then the and riots they finally got rid of him, it, yeah. Yeah, that gave them the, uh, the juice they needed to get rid Darryl of Daryl Gates. Daryl yeah, Gates, yeah, that's yeah, his yeah. name. But, I mean, it, but it's one of those things that, again, he was calling out Daryl Gates a good... 15 years years before anybody else was you know and it just so so the thing about the thing about comedy for me stand-up comedy in Mm -hmm. particular i mean you get it a little bit in the movies from these stand-up comedians that have wound up in movies right because they just kind of carry their shtick over into the 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 role is sort of created with them in mind but the thing that i've always uh, appreciated and respected about um stand-up comedians like Pryor, like mm-hmm. George Carlin, mm-hmm. um, uh, some of the ones that got into some of the more controversial topics, right. they were able to make us laugh about something that was serious, but in such a way that it was thought-provoking. Right. You know, I go back and listen to stuff that George Carlin was putting out in like the late 80s, early 90s, and, and I said this earlier today, the things that he was joking about then are happening now. Right. And the and the irony is is the 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 culture that's been created that is taking the comedy out of comedy mm-hmm. is they're shooting themselves in the foot because the comedians in in some way, I'm I i do not know if it's a small way or a big way, but it's a way that resonates with a lot of people that see their shows or listen to their shows or YouTube their shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. They go back and listen to these things and they've taken that stuff away when that was the well, stuff that got them here in the first place to be able to do this and ultimately well, make this bad decision. Well, you know, the funny thing about it though, is that like you go back to like uh, Lenny Bruce okay, or George Carlin, yeah. either one of those guys. Well, where, and Lenny again, Bruce was, was like George Carlin's inspiration. Right, That's exactly. why he changed his comedic style. And, but it's one of those things when you look at guys like Carlin that. Carlin was the second person to get arrested right. for, for... And it's um, one of those things where... For uh, obscenity, char- obscenity, obscenity charges, charges yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things you look at, you know, like that through line of those guys to Richard Pryor, who, who yeah. comes into that, and then you, know, you go into a few others and that kind of stuff, to where it's... 
they were not just edgy, but they were groundbreaking and they were pushing those limits of like yeah. whenever whenever you have obscenity laws on the books and they're breaking them purposefully of no, that, that's to the make whole thing. The point. We have the freedom of speech in this country to say, you don't have to like what I'm saying. Exactly. But I have the right and, to say it. And so you know? I, I saw something that's just ironic that we, we, well, we, hold on, before we got we get to that, this point. What I was going to say though is that the thing is, is that when you had the big stand-up boom in the 80s yeah and all through the 90s comedy got really complacent like there were some still some, like you know i love dennis leary you know there, there's there's a bunch of guys that came through all that that they were they were good but they were starting to play safe yeah but and somehow that kind of we, stuff. but somehow we still got sinbad well this is they're playing safe dennis but, miller but, out, but they were know? playing but they were playing safe you know it was like a lot of that kind of stuff and it's kind of one of those things now with cancel culture and all that kind of stuff where comedy has become edgy again where Com- it's like comedy stand-up comedy especially it's it, it's like rock and roll it's better whenever it's fighting against something yeah comedy you know but the problem is is it, and that's in and that's mind, one of my opinions yeah the reason why rock music sucks so much is they're not fighting against anything yeah nobody's nobody's they, mad at anything no anymore. nobody it's, no everybody's like everybody's like oh no we gotta all get along we gotta go fuck you're getting along yeah. rock and roll's never been about getting along okay yeah, it's a <laughs> the, but the problem on the comedy side of it is is you're allowed to be edgy as long as you tweet Play out certain you right, tweet out yeah. certain things and and you know and you and you're only focusing on a certain group that that is allegedly but, to blame for focusing on all other groups then later, you, you have know? a joe rogan or a bill burr bill burr god <laughs> bill burr yeah god you know, i wish you, i man. wish patrice o'neill were still alive right now because that dude would be having a field day with I, all of this stuff i would love to <laughs> see i would love to see bill burr now having coffee and a cigar mm-hmm. with Dennis Leary thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, you know, that Leary, be, went, Leary that, went Hollywood. I mean, that's, that would be that would be a conversation worth listening to, right? Right. Because you would come away with like a touch of everything that you needed. You would come away with a touch of, of raucous philosophy. Mm-hmm. You would you would come away with the the appropriate amount of sacrilegious religion. You know, <laughs> yeah. you you know, that's it's, a good way of putting it's, it. It's <laughs> faith. It's faith based and it's meaningful, but there's this little piss off right, right, right exactly, next to it. You know? Exactly. You know, it's it's. It's you know it's 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 Jesus kicking over tables and cracking a bullwhip. That's right. you know you know it's it's not, sorry it's yeah, not just I all know. peace and love. I you know, know. It's, I know and you know but I, but I miss that because you know you know you talking about Lenny Bruce you know Lenny Bruce went to jail multiple times right. over the obscenity laws and 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 it never really took off you know the the fight against that never took off with Lenny Bruce he just kind of had to take a big old bite out of the shit sandwich right. and, and you know he's like yeah okay i got a record mm-hmm. the next person to really go to jail for violating those obscenity laws was george carlin right. the seven seven words you can't say on his radio, stuff right? went all the way to the supreme court right and it's still there that's the thing it's still there it's never been fully resolved it's, okay. it's i mean it's it's addressed and carlin stepped away from that a long time ago because carlin's perspective and this is what i was saying ironic i just a couple of weeks ago i, I, I fell into this on a rabbit hole day mm-hmm. and and it was a it's an old interview with carlin in the late 80s and, and it was like you know i got what i wanted about it uh, you know because now i can do that stuff 
and not get arrested for it. Right. I really don't care that it's still in the Supreme Court. I got mm-hmm. what I wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. That's America. You know, I, I got what I wanted. Nobody's well, messing with me for it. It's like Larry Flint. You know, it, it's one of those things that like. <laughs> I can't stand the man. Yeah. But, but you know but what? You know what? He did. But but I got some respect for him. I got some mad respect for I him got, because you know, he stood his ground. He, he stood no, no, for It's what not he even wanted. just that. It's the fact that he took Jerry Falwell all the way to the Supreme Court and won. Yeah. And yeah. I have no respect for Joe, Jerry Falwell Well, yeah, whatsoever. I mean, you know. I'm sorry. Falwell that was. was uh, Falwell, uh, don't even get me started on Falwell. Yeah, you, so you, that's, can't, uh, you can't claim to be the, 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 the moral religious right right yeah and then turn around and get nailed for some of the things oh pardon the expression well, yeah, but, but get nailed for some of the things well, that you got you know, nailed for far, you know? far, well we're not gonna get into yeah far, we're not that's gonna a get whole into other it. thing but but now the irony of that is the fact that after all that happened Falwell and Flint became friends yeah and yeah. we're all the way up the, until Flint died, or actually until Falwell died. You yeah, know, um, I, I I always kind of look at that re- relationship as you know you got this old World War II vet. He was you know with the hundred first Airborne. He mm. parachuted at Normandy Beach, and there's some other German sh- soldier that was was you know in a pillbox that you know he was captured or mm-hmm. whatever, and you know they were on the same battlefield shooting the same bullets at each other, and both of them just happened to live. And ten years later, they meet on accident in a coffee shop in Paris and they were on opposing sides Mm -hmm. and they were taught and trained to hate each other so that it made it easier for them to kill each other and once it was all over they were able to set aside those things Mm -hmm. and they became friends well you realize especially in that analogy you realize it was governments fighting these weren't people fighting each other you know and and it was much the same i feel like between uh falwell and flint right and and it was it was philosophies that were fighting each other it wasn't falwell and flint fighting each other exactly you know that was the and and i think you know I don't. I, I kind of sit in in between them a little bit. I don't. I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Flint. No, but, I'm not a huge fan of either one of them. Yeah, so but I'm not like... a huge fan of Falwell. <laughs> but but I think there's an example in that mm-hmm. that that you know the the generations that we hate. You know the ones that are younger than us, yes. and the ones that are older than well, at least and, one that's older. At than least us. one that's older. Uh, Our grandparents but, were cool, but it's like. <laughs> but but but. God, I'm I'm about to make myself feel really old when I say this. Here's but the kids, kids these today. days. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I said that I was about 25. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, did and I really I just like, say that? <laughs> oh, God, just kill me now. Um, but kids these days have become so black and white mm-hmm. that it's either love or hate. There's mm-hmm. no like mm-hmm. anymore, Mm-mm. and and they need to see those relationships they need to see those people that that on the field they were bitter enemies right but they could still sit down and get along and be friends well, and and agree to disagree right you know you know was there some was there some like personal agenda or life agenda motives behind that conversation i guarantee you the cynical side of me looks at that and and says you know what falwell wants to convert flint you right. know he wants to bring bring larry flint to 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 jesus you know right. okay that's fine you know that's what he's supposed to do that's that's his that's his whole life right there right flint wants to get him to watch a porno and or or three with his wife and a girlfriend and and you know so you know they both want to quote unquote 
corrupt each other. Right. You know, right. you know. Well, you know, it also going by, especially with the political discourse yeah. we're in right now. It goes back to, and there's a great documentary called Best of Enemies. Um, it's, um, I just looked it up because it was like, <laughs> it's Buckley versus Vidal. Okay. Uh, William F. Buckley and Gore Vidal. Yeah. Okay. William F. Buckley, staunch conservative. Oh, yes. Gore Vidal, really hardcore liberal. Raging liberal. Even and by they, today's standards. Yeah, and was they pretty... like, you know, they did all kinds, you know, they would be on the same shows and stuff and just debate and like go at each other. Best of friends off the camera yeah absolutely just you know and it was one of those things where it was like okay that's sure and that's a wrap yeah you want to go get some coffee yeah it's 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 it's, it's that that let's go to the coffee shop we went to last time the one we went to before that old (laughs) and and that old looney tunes with uh the wiley coyote and the sheepdog and and the sheepdog sam sam is hey sam Hey, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, morning, Sam. Morning, Sam. Morning, you know, yeah, oh, well, morning, Dave. Called, it was whatever it was. Yeah, called and they called Dave, would go, I think. Yeah, I think it was. And they would go in, and they literally would, like, clock in. And the entire yeah. time, the coyote was trying to, to, to steal the sheep, and the dog was but killing it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then the whistle would sound at 5 o'clock. Well, and, the whistle would sound for lunch, and they'd go sit down and, and have a lunch. lunch and then they'd be go about right a, back to it again. It'd be like a 5, 10-second scene of, of, you know, kids watching these, these, right. this, Sitting these two watching, mortal animal enemies right. share a sandwich and pour each other coffee. Right. They'd clock back in, go back to work after lunch, and it was the same old, same yeah. old. And trying to at, kill at each end, other. And at five o'clock, the whistle blow. They go, they clock out, and they'd be like, "See, See you tomorrow, tomorrow Sam. I see you. See yeah. you tomorrow, Dave. Yeah." And that same was, thing. Yep. yep. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's just like one of my favorite cartoons. I know. I love that. I've I've often said that that's kind of the way I see God and Satan. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I think especially so. when you go and you look at like the Book of Job, you know, of like. Yeah, there's there's some challenges. Yeah, you know, there. type stuff, you know, and it's like, okay, I can kind of see that. And hey, morning, morning, Lucifer, morning, God or Yahweh, whatever they're calling him. Yeah. You know, it's like morning. Yeah, yeah same thing again today. Yep. yep. You're just. <laughs> what are we gonna do today, Pinky? Yeah. Same thing <laughs> we, we do, do every night. <laughs> Try and take over the world. world. Um. One's a genius and one's insane. Let's talk about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's the genius and who's insane? I think they're both a little bit of both. Uh, my, Pinky, Pinky's the genius. Pinky is the genius. And, and the brain uh, is the one's uh, insane same. because what do we know about insanity? Doing the same, the same thing, thing over and over, and over again. again. Expecting a different <laughs> exactly. result. Exactly. But, but, you know, the, the, the cynic in me always has, uh, you know, the, the, always preferred the brain just simply because he had the great one-liners. You know, <laughs> Pinky, do me a favor. Try not to breathe. And you can hear just that slight agitation in his voice. <laughs> you know, or Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. He said, my bottom hurts. Mm-hmm. Did you try to watch the, the new ones? The new. I did. And I made it through about maybe eight minutes. I, 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 I watched I made it the through entire one, first. I made it through one commercial break and into... The, the I next watched segment the entire and, first episode and of I it, couldn't and do I it. was like, "Nope, this is ridiculous." They have, this they have is, dumbed this down and milk toasted this. To it death. is it's it is it's unwatchable. It it has. I the, mean, it just it had the taste of air. Yeah, it, it, I, there was not. I mean, <laughs> again, wasn't, it wasn't even sour and bitter. I I, I might have been able to accept that, but animaniacs. Animaniacs, in a lot of ways, was a very subversive show. Oh, it was. I mean, because I would watch it was that the show. Perfect show designed for children and and adults. adults. And that was that one. That and Tiny Toons both. I remember yeah. watching them and being like, I couldn't really get into I was the a, Tiny Toons. I did. 
I was, you know, I, I needed was, something a little bit more. I dark. was fresh out of, I was, I mean, we, we were fresh out of high school somewhere around when they came on the air, you know, I was, and I remember like watching the afternoon and being like, man, this is really good. Kids aren't going to get a lot of these jokes, you know, nope. and especially when you got to Animaniacs, especially when you got to Dot. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to put it out here the, the way it should have been put out here mm-hmm. when Animaniacs came out. Dot was a slut. <laughs> <laughs> She was a uh, she was a dirty she, slut, and I she liked the, she liked the men, and that I was definitely, loved uh, her for it. God but, bless but her. There was a lot of you know. Of course, you know the the wacko. You know, was always the already the wacko and wacko is the hello nurse. You know, yeah. it's like man, eh, that's a little above it's, kids' heads there. Yeah, that's uh, it's, and it's, we it, all under all of us adults. Are, and of course, they had one of the dirtiest jokes ever put on a kids show. Well, which one? I mean, I've seen every episode, but they are. They're they're being detectives, okay, uh-huh. and and Yakko's like you know Yakko go do this blah blah, blah. and uh, um um dot he, yeah he goes go look for prints or whatever like talking about like fingerprints you know and so yeah. dot runs off and she comes back with with prints, prints. yeah and he said no I meant fingerprints and she looked at him and, and they looked at each other she goes well. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it was I re- like, I do remember that. Wow. <laughs> it's like, that. Wow. I that don't is. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to out of context theater. Tonight we'll be showing. Well, that's the whole thing is it's just like <laughs> the whole thing is it wasn't out of context. It was like, well, yeah, square in the middle of yeah, context. And, and that's and when, like, and that's when Yakko says, Good night, folks. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, you know, it was, but it was just kind of one know. of those like, wow, they really? Yeah. <laughs> Wacko said, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those, those, that show hurts. was so I good. I have to party. You know, uh, of course, it spun off Pinky and the Blurring. You know, you had uh, Good Feathers, mm-hmm. which again, kids aren't going to get kids that. Thought that stuff was hilarious. Uh, but they're not going to get the Goodfellas reference. Talking, wow, I know. Look, it's, it's, it's talking birds. Yeah. It's talking pigeons. Or the Katie know? Kaboom, you know, oh, yeah. and, and just all the different, you know, uh, what was it, uh, Mindy and Buttons and. Yeah. Silly Buttons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buttons was always like getting in trouble for stuff that she did. Oh, and yeah. Just like, oh, it, it, it just. There, there was a lot of stuff that, that, that it was a very subversive show. Yeah, and, and, very much. And that and, stuff would, you know. Again, and again, obviously, would they not, can't play it today because yeah. they they went completely PC whenever yeah. they did this one, and it was just like, no, this is not good. Yeah, it's, it's not it, good. It, PC is PC the, comedy PC is, is not the fun funny killer. Yeah, you know, if I recall correctly, um, she's she's a raging raging liberal, mm. and and that's okay. You you know, be what you want, be what you live want your be. life. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I don't have to agree with it. You don't have to agree with me. But um, uh, Nikki Glaser. Uh, oh, yeah. She, uh, she's, she's Nikki Glaser is funny. She is hilarious. She is hilarious. But you know why like, she's hilarious? Because she gets to say the stuff that nobody else right, is allowed right, to right, say. Right. And, you know, and so she gets to hoard the comedy. And, right. But, I mean, listening to her in a roast, uh, you know, on a comedy roast and... And for those of you who have never really experienced those things, it's it's going to hurt your feelings, and it should, mm-hmm. and and you should embrace it because you it's, know, it's, it's so good funny for you. Because the, 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 listen to her during any of the comedy roasts that she does. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's uh, she was. Uh, oh God, who is? It? It's a conservative talk show lady. Um, Oh, Ann Coulter. Uh, Ann yeah. Coulter. Ann Coulter kind of sits on the dais every now and then at, mm. at these comedy rows. And, and it's, and I mean, it's such a, a, a fluid and almost blatantly subtle joke. But uh, 
you know the format for a comedy roast you have the 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 roasty the guest of honor mm-hmm. and then you know but they go up and each and they each go after comedian, they kind of yeah. go after everybody and then the 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 finale for their portion is to go after the the person of honor mm-hmm. and and so nikki glazer's up there and she <laughs> looks at everybody in the audience and says and and coulter's here ladies and gentlemen and coulter's written 12 books 13 if you count mine comp mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> you know it's 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 a nice shot it's right, well right. it's well delivered it's well written it's 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 right. well performed and it's i mean and and then she follows it up with it's okay i can make that joke because i'm not jewish and <laughs> you know yeah if anybody else said that i mean they they would just cease to exist mm-hmm. i mean they would erase everything that that person right. had ever thought much less you know, done or said the whole thing with the comedy roasts that are on comedy central they're funny oh they're hilarious and they're but, and they're horribly wrong and but, and but that's why they're funny but they do not hold a candle to the old friars roast that, oh, they, no. that they they're they're based on yeah now talk about stuff that could not never happen ever today. and that's where i was yeah. that's how i was going i the mean friars the friars roast, roast were like dean martin man, and they would and, and nothing Sammy was Davis off the table Jr. nothing was <laughs> off the table whatsoever um, it didn't don matter rickles. oh god don rickles. <laughs> i mean it, it was you know, don rickles don the genius of don rickles though was he would say all of these things without quite saying them right and and he let your mind do the work. So right. so by today's standards, the question is: is was Don Rickles uh, Don Rickles the bigot, or, or are you, you the bigot? Right, exactly, and, and, exactly. And, and that's and I think that was you know in that time that was the way to be edgy, to to challenge the thought process because you know Don Rickles in his real life that was his gimmick that was his mm-hmm. shtick that's not who he was right. Don well, Rickles, and a lot of people don't realize this because, you know, Don Rickles just looks like every other white guy that existed in 1962. Right. But but Don Rickles was Jewish. Right. Not many people realize that. You know, he was. And he was he was an amazing comedian. And, and anything he did today, if he did it today, um, they'd take him out back and shoot him. Right. You know? Well, you know, it's funny talking about, like, people who kind of leaned into a character mm-hmm. for their comedy. You know, you know who Fred Willard was. Yes. Yes. You, you know, exactly. I mean, he's, he was in all of like the, you know, he was in best in show. He was in, you know, he was in all of those, um, those mockumentaries. He was in waiting for Guffman yeah. and, um, um, the mighty wind, you know, he always plays that real square. Yeah. Kind of dad, you know, whatever. What's funny. Most people don't know. And I didn't know this until, several years back and I went back and looked it up when he got his start in the early 60s he was this really edgy comedian yeah like stand up guy I mean just like uh, and then one day he just like leaned into this square character and never came out of it and but but it worked for him exactly and, and, and he made he, a career out his, of he it he found I mean, his niche just, and, and right you know, well, I mean, well, right. it's it's like Bobcat Goldwaite, okay? <laughs> who is somebody who is hilarious? Goldwaite. Bobcat Goldwaite is hilarious, okay? But you know, the whole thing is people think, 
a go, lot of people think of him as from that '80s where he's doing that. Yeah, the police academy. He's stuff. so not that person. Well, he's at not all, that person, you know? but his stand-up routine was all that. Too. It was then, but then he got he moved away from it. Of course, he moved. He started doing like you know he started directing movies. Well, yeah, and, stuff. and, par- and part of it was you know because everybody in the '80s was doing it at the time that had any yeah. So one of his little like gimmicks, and it was a sponsorship is all mm-hmm. it was, is, you know, it, it, for all you young people, you've never heard of this because it doesn't exist anymore. He would go out onto the stage to do his stand-up routine with a six-pack of Tab, right, which right, was a, yeah. a cola. It was a, it was a, a, a soft diet drink, drink yeah. and, and it was horrible, <laughs> which is why it doesn't exist anymore. But... Um, but I always, right. I always, I always never diet right. <laughs> I remember, I remember never drinking it. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, but, you know, I was always fairly certain that Bob Goldthwaite would, would come out with his little six pack of tab. He'd crack one open and take a drink. And I'm like, there's not tab in that. No. That's Coke. And it's like he found a way to liquefy Coke and, just and put, he's just, yeah. he's just doing, well, you know, it's, doing streams of Coke. On he was stage. so funny because like, Bobcat Goldwaite is an extremely smart person. Oh, he's exceptionally intelligent. I mean, like, exceptionally. If you ever, like, listen to him in interviews, yeah. it's like, no, nah, dude, I want to sit down at dinner with this guy and just talk about life. Yeah. That's, I mean. Because he's, he's he, I think he's made enough mistakes that he's actually yeah, figured it out. Yeah, but it's still one of those things where it's like, the ah, guy is this smart. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just like, whoa. You know, it's like Gilbert Godfrey. Oh God! You know, yeah. You ever, if you ever go back and watch like the one season that he was on Saturday Night Live, it was before he started doing that. This is Gilbert Godfrey. Right, right, right. Yeah. We were just talking his normal voice, and it sounds so strange. Oh, it does. Oh, it, it's it's just... for him to speak in a normal voice. <laughs> I know. It's the just first like, whoa. time. The, I, I didn't catch him on that one season of SNL. That was I, terrible. I had already, yeah, I had already given up on SNL at, at that point. Well, that and, season. No um, one survived that season because yeah. yeah, it yeah. was like him and Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. and Julie Louis-Dreyfus. And <laughs> and it's like all these people who went on to like be big, something. Big, huge careers. Did nothing that season. Uh, Randy, uh, there, uh, Randy yeah. Quaid was on the that season. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, uh, what's her name? Um, um, uh, Cusack. Joan Cusack yeah. was on there. None of them survived and, that season. And, and, and Joan, was, Joan is another. I she's a Joan genius. Cusack, I, yeah. I love her too. Um but you know the first time i ever heard gilbert gottfried with his normal speaking voice mm-hmm. was in an episode of csi the original csi oh, really? series cuz uh you know a, a comedian in a night in, in a stand up comedian he dies right and they're trying dies to figure out, and they're right? trying to figure out who did it and bob goldthwaite was in that episode right. and uh and gilbert gottfried and and honestly, you'll have to go back and watch the episode because I don't remember who actually did it. Um, but I don't know. But but I heard, I'd heard Bob Goldthwaite's normal voice before. Right. But listening to him in that in that episode, I'm still sort of shocked because the the gimmick was so far away right, from the right, real voice. Right. And and heard Gilbert Godfrey and, and he and he exaggerated a little bit uh well what exaggerated his normal voice a little bit was that you heard both voices Mm -hmm. you know you heard his stand-up routine where he's talking like this the whole time right you know and and then and then you hear him off stage normal speaking voice Mm -hmm. and you're like whoa that's that you know Mm -hmm. it's it's jarring it's really jarring drastically different voice he uh, he almost sounds melodic when he talks in his normal voice and and so it's a it's a big culture shock to be able to, right. to see those two 
things come out. But, you know, Gilbert Gottfried, uh, speaking of, you know, you, things that you would get shut down for, he's, he's one of them that got shut down. Um, he, he, oh, yeah, because of the... Um, uh, Oh, what was it that he made fun of? Um, oh. It was it was something. It was like a like, uh, was it the herd? The what was it? Was he it, made a joke about. I almost think because he was the Aflac duck. Yeah, and then and they, he made a and joke. He lost it. He made a, tw- a joke on Twitter about was it the Fukushima? The no, I, it was I something like, it was, like that. Uh, was, and then and they they can't. Yeah, they 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 canceled his contract, and I mean just. Um, because he, he made a joke about it on one of the roasts, uh, and he's like, blah 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 blah. And can I please just have my sponsorship back? Yes. <laughs> I forget what it was, but yeah, he made he made some joke about something and got into some trouble, and it was something. It was some kind of tragedy that happened. And oh, oh, yeah, I remember this. This was a thing for a while. Um, uh, so yeah, I cheated and I looked it up. Um. Uh, I'll just I'll try and pick highlights and read some of this a little bit. It's, uh, it's from a, a website I found on on a search engine called Inside Hook, and the title is Gilbert Gottfried says he's quote sentimental about old time lynch mobs end quote. Uh, the comedian made the comment in a promo for Fox Nation's canceled in the USA. Um, uh, so. Uh, you know, in a time where you know, at this point, we're I, I believe at this point we're we're post George Floyd. Um, you know, George Floyd's already been killed, and there's a lot of uh, a lot no, of marches was, and things like this that. This might be something new, but oh no, no, I'm sorry, I stand corrected. This is this is ten years ago now. Yeah, it was uh, the, it was I, the, I, I forget, it was the tsunami. It was the, I, the I Fukushima. How, yeah, I forget how long he's been unemployed. Um, yeah, it was it yeah. was the Fukushima, like the the, yeah, the, the, the tsunami. Earthquake, yeah, yeah, some of Godfrey's jokes about the disaster, which killed nineteen thousand seven hundred forty-seven people and injured a little over six thousand, included quote I just split up with my girlfriend, but like the Japanese say, there'll be another one floating by any minute. Oh now. wow, yeah, uh, that was that's, and, that's a bit. Uh, and quote Japan called me. They said maybe those jokes are a hit in the U.S., but over here they're all sinking. Mm. Aflac does seventy five percent of his business in mm. Japan. Yeah. So yeah. So it, yeah. His yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah. yeah. It was about I thought, the Fukushima. I thought it was. The, I thought it was the issue that and, tsunami. Yeah. But and he was not the only one. There's been people who've made well, jokes about other stuff. Uh, uh, who's the Who's the comedian that that did a lot of the roasts? Um, that which one? His His dad was a firefighter that perished in in the nine eleven attacks. Um. Um. Uh, unfortunately, this uh, I don't know. Uh, this particular comedian uh, committed suicide a few years ago. Um, oh, um, uh, comedy roast. Oh, what was his name? Well, I'm just relying on this this phone thing. I right? know but, you're. Yeah, you're as bad as Dave. So. <laughs> actually, I'm, 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 Greg Giraldo. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Greg Giraldo got a little bit of a pass. He 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 made some jokes about nine eleven, mm-hmm. but he lost his dad in nine eleven, right, and right. so it's... he he kind of got a pass on that. You know, he was the one that was actually able to kind of get away with saying the joke and then looking at everybody going, "What? Too soon? I lost my dad." Right. You know. Right, yeah. I know. It's... <laughs> you feel sorry for me and laugh at the joke, and uh, but 
you know, I, I'm one of those people and I have to be very careful about my humor depending on the company that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't care because I don't, but, mm-hmm. but I don't want to create difficulties down the road for myself. Really, honestly, it's about me. I, I don't care about you or your feelings. Uh, if it's funny, I'm going to acknowledge it. I can listen to a horrible joke like, a, you know, perhaps a racially charged joke right. or, a, or a, a sexual orientation joke, a, a, a bigotry related type joke. And I could have complete distaste for the topic of the joke, but I can still appreciate the construction of the joke. Well, and, you know, I'm like, wow, that's really well put together. Horrible topic. But but it, it you know, the but other, it's well put together. I was, you know, we you know that I drive for a rideshare service and. The other night I was driving and somebody had said something about Michael Jackson or whatever. So I pulled some up and we were listening to it in the car. So I go to the next stop. There's a lot of jokes there. Well, I'll go to the next the next stop and like people get in and, and like they were a younger, you know, trio. And one of them said something about, wow, you're listening to Michael Jackson, you know. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so I'm like, all right, look. I mean, before they even had a chance, I was like, look, here's the thing. He wasn't found guilty. Shut well, up. No, no, it wasn't even that. I was just like, look, I think Michael Jackson was a horrible, disgusting human being. And I've been on that since back in the 90s when all of it first came out. I've said that since then. I was like, no, yeah. this makes perfect sense that he would do this, especially if it keeps coming up over time, even before that documentary came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. He had already gone through two different lawsuits Major, over, this, over the same thing lots of news coverage and so it was it's one a- of those things but I, but it was like i told them i was like look here's the thing i don't condone anything that michael jackson did whatsoever i think it's disgusting but I, like his as music. Well. I like his music i can and i can is- i can separate the music from him and and this is what i was like as the capper i was like but the big thing here is the fact that if I went through my entire music collection and got rid of all of the degenerates that made music, I would have no music to listen to. Yeah. I mean, that's the exactly. whole, I mean, it's just, they all, there's a, there's something everywhere. And so you, you separate the music or the movie or the whatever from the person, you know, the and whole Kevin Spacey thing. Okay. Everybody, yeah. you know, he's been canceled for a while and rightly so because the guy, you know, the only person I've ever known who like, Got caught up in a sex scandal, you know, like a, like a, for, you know, for, um, sexual assault. And then his actually paid the price for it. Well, but no, but his explanation was, well, I'm gay. No, that's not an explanation. That's not an excuse for why you did Congratulations. that. Congratulations. Yeah. Th- but now that was the gay. whole thing. Now you're gay. And you're and a, an asshole. Right. You know, <laughs> and it's like, now here's the thing. I think Kevin Spacey's a piece of shit. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. That but I think he's an amazing actor. Amazing actor, and he's in some movies I love. And I'm yeah. not just going to like, I'm never going to watch Seven again because Kevin Spacey's in this. Yeah, well, or I'm never going to watch look The at, Usual Suspects again. Same thing with Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. Okay? Disgusting human being with, found with child pornography. And that's yeah. not that's not alleged. He went to jail for it. Yeah. But Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he's great in that. He's great in Beetlejuice. I mean, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to not watch those movies because Jeffrey Jones is in that movie. Yeah. I mean, that it's just not well, happening. Well, like, so to me, there, there's a there's an assigned punishment. You know, I, I don't know if you can uh, apply, a, uh, you, know, you know, any religious philosophies to right. this, you know, whether biblical or otherwise. I don't know if you can apply that, but I would like to think that, Wherever Michael Jackson is now, if there's some place for for Michael Jackson to be, mm-hmm. heaven, hell, 
chilling, his Jehovah's chilling Witness, with so he didn't Buddha, believe in either of those, you know. So you know, the Heaven's Gate spaceship <laughs> right. that, that didn't pick up anybody that ate the applesauce. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. You know, but here's the thing. If there is some kind of conscious awareness that Michael Jackson has, that means every time I'm listening to the radio and actually listening to a radio station... And it's maybe a, 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 a mixed, you know, 80s, mm-hmm. 90s pop station or whatever. And a Michael Jackson song comes on. He's probably going to be a little happy that I'm listening to it. But right. he's also going to feel the pain of knowing that I'm also thinking, man, I like this music. I really wish he wasn't a pedophile. Right, right. You know, you know and, and, you know, and, that was... And, of, and I hope that he feels that right. because that should be sort of his eternal sentence because doing that to a child is a horrible, know, horrible thing. And then trying to buy your way out of it exacerbates that. I know. It makes it even more horrible. Right. And the fact that the parents accepted it mm-hmm. or knew because a case had happened before them or two cases had right. happened before them and said, yeah, sure, Billy, go ahead. Go mm-hmm. over to Uncle Michael's house. I know. I know. He's got some really neat toys to that is all again, of those people. There's a special place in hell for them. When that when that documentary came out and we're sitting there, and I'm like, I don't care what year it is. Who thinks it's okay for your eight year old child to go stay at Michael Jackson's house, a grown man, and sleep in the same bed with him? If you're in your underwear, but you're just cuddling and talking. Look, hey, when I was trying to when I was trying to get a date. Uh, you know, and I successfully managed to get it to date, which was a rare occasion, but I still got it. Yeah. Eventually it's like, yeah, why don't we just cuddle? <laughs> you know, we don't need to know what your, your technique you know, is. Here, or, okay? or, 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 Hey, you want a back rub? Right. You know? I know, it's, I know, I know, but it, but it is yeah, it's one of those things. Know, it's like a par- again, you go back to the parents and you go, what parent thinks this is okay? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, no, I've never no understood that. No parent thinks it's okay, but somebody did a risk analysis, a flawed yeah. one, and said, "Yeah, you know, my kid's going to be going to be traumatized, but we'll be able to be, afford we'll be the, able right. to afford the therapy right, by exactly. the time this know, is all over." I know, with. I know, and that's, and, uh, and you know, and the, yes, I do blame the parents in this situation. I do absolutely. I don't blame the first set of parents because they didn't know. Because they, well, there, but even still, there, there wasn't. But, I mean, but even still, no, I'm it's talking still about a little strange. Even before all that stuff came out, even before they were even hinted of it yeah who lets their a, a their grade school child kid go spend the go night, spend the night with michael jackson and sleep in the same bed i know in their i mean underwear. that is just yeah it's i mean you know that that, that no that that here's who red does flags that. going off yeah, everywhere here's, here's who here's someone who does that someone who doesn't care about their kids but they do care a lot about money yeah, and, just, and, you know, or, or fame or notoriety or, or whatever it is that they're seeking, all of the above. Well, here's the button on this conversation right here. So those three younger people who got in the car, you know, and I was telling this whole thing. <laughs> oh, one yeah, of the guys was like, man, seriously, can we listen to something other than this? Because I just really I was like, okay, sure. He was like, can we listen to the exact, to like just the, the complete polar opposite of Michael Jackson? Like, sure. So I put on Prince. <laughs> a guy that was notorious for his sexual prowess and for you know i mean just really being a ladies man and you know he wrote all these songs these sexually charged songs everything not a single complaint s- complaint not about him one complaint in about him. 40 years yeah <laughs> it's like not a single if complaint i were his defense him. attorney i would be like she didn't know ma'am let me ask you a question have you heard his music? <laughs> yeah. But see, that's again. But there was and you never were a single. But there was never 
I, there was never a sex scandal. With yeah, him, yeah, never. Ever. You know, he, the only, you know, I, I, and I think maybe that's why he kind of behaves the way he did. Mm-hmm. This sort of far outside of the box behavior. Right. You know, Prince was I, you just know, Prince. I'm going to I mean, be. He was just you know, unique. And, and you know, was, now I'm just going to be like a sign. Now I'm going to be the artist formerly known right, as Prince. Right. Right. Now I'm going to be like the oxygen around the symbol of the artist. Formerly right. known as Prince, uh, I'm I'm going to do an now inter- I'm Prince again. <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to do an interview, but I'm going to wear a mask and I have to speak to the interviewee, uh, the interviewer through an interpreter. Right, right. So yeah, there's yeah. no way to really prove that it is Prince. And then, like you said, now I'm just Prince. He didn't have enough actual scandal happening in yeah. his life. He actually had to create, that was, create some for press. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Smith, you know, on his uh, An Evening with Kevin Smith DVD, had there was this whole big long, it's like an hour long, of him talking about shooting a documentary at Paisley Park for Prince yeah. that never saw the light of day, you know. But he was talking to one of, like, his handlers, like one of his producers or whatever that was there. And she was saying, and she told he tells a story that she told him. She's like, he's lived in Prince world for so long, he doesn't understand, you know, the everyday world, you know. Yeah. And he's like, you know, it's like, like just all of a sudden show up at like three o'clock in the morning. He'd be like, it's three o'clock in in Minnesota or in uh, Minneapolis, and I need a camel. And it's like, we have to try to explain to him that it's three o'clock in Minnesota. We're not getting you a fucking camel. Okay. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. It was some female. She's, she's somebody that's known. And, and she was talking about, uh, uh, she was talking about, she was so excited to meet Prince. You know, it was this after party, you know, cause was Prince, it Rosie O'Donnell? No, talking no. Talking about him? No. And, okay. It, but it was some, She's got a great thing about meeting Prince. And, but and, it's, it's it's this, you know, Prince's after parties right. were, were known. They were oh, yeah. They were a thing to be celebrated just in and of themselves. Oh, absolutely. And in, in, in many cases, it was a, you know, it was a jam session. It was a, it was a concert that was better than the actual concert right, in right. some ways, you know, but a very relaxed atmosphere. And this girl was there and she, and she was like, I'm so excited to meet Prince. Mm-hmm. Well, he's sitting over there, you know. And he's sitting, oh, and he, and she said, you know, I'm going over to him and I'm telling myself, you know, look, don't, don't be the little girl that's all super right, excited right, about right. meeting Prince right. and, and all of that. And I got over there and as soon as I opened my mouth, I became the little girl that right, would, right. Did, I did everything that I told myself not to do. Right. And he was sitting there and he was eating a bowl of macaroni and cheese. And I went through my whole spiel. You know, I've been listening to you since I was a little girl. You're amazing. I think you're one of the best musicians out there. I love your music and blah, 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 blah. You know, just going off like some chatty Cathy little girl. And then he's, his response to her was, this some good mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she said he said it with such a straight face that I didn't know if he was saying it to like kind of help like maybe... You know, if I change the subject, maybe she'll calm down a little mm-hmm, bit and we can mm-hmm. have a conversation. Or if he was just being completely sarcastic and brushing me off. Right. And he did it with such a straight pan that that she had no idea which one it was. So she just kind of sat there and smiled for a second and then left. Exactly. You know, I mean, that, yeah, I know. It's, it's, that's some good mac and cheese. Yeah. You know, well, you know <laughs> Prince, of course, we've gone way out topic here because we always do. But Prince, <laughs> I remember in 1997. Okay, I think he had just put out the Crystal Ball album, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, Okay. and this is when he was still like fighting with Warner Brothers. You know, when he was like, you know, when he had like written Slave on it, he stopped going by Prince. He was the symbol, you know, and all that stuff. And 
he went out on what he called the hit and run tour. And it was also, you know, Prince has always been famously very protective of his music and his likeness mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. You know, to the point to where like you could not, you cannot still to this day go on YouTube and find official Prince videos and stuff yeah. and people will upload them and they'll be taken down because yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that he's very protective about who has access well, to and his music and everything. There's music that's never even been released oh, there's, there's, because there's still, you know, he just, they just released a new album of his stuff. Oh, they did find, they did do one. They, they've done a couple of them since, since he died. But the thing is, is there, because there was so much, they have so much battle over his estate with all of that because there was because he didn't have any heirs yeah and it's one of those things where like he's got a couple of of siblings that might get it but they're not sure yeah he didn't have a will of course you know like but it's one of those things where they conservatively say there's probably a hundred albums worth of material that no one's ever heard yeah sitting in a vault okay a hundred albums worth, conservatively, and, and, conservatively, and, and with, okay, and with completely Prince, produced, completely. I mean, just and but, with Prince, it could be music that could change the world. Exactly, you know, it's but <laughs> whether you like him or not. Going it's, back it's, to you know, in 1997, he's out on the Hit and Run tour, and basically what he was doing there was because he didn't want people like scalping tickets to his shows. Yeah, so he would basically, or he would literally like he wasn't telling people where he was going. The tickets would go on sale just a few days before the show. Yeah, I mean, it was literally one of those things where it was like, "Hey, I'm going to be in Nashville on Saturday." Yeah, it's a tickets stop go, and rob. Tickets yeah. go on sale on Thursday, yeah. and it's like, all right, people scramble to get put, it. Yeah, and he put that out on Tuesday, right? You know, right. and it's like, and then it was and just, a lot of people you know, were calling out of work, right? You know, you know type stuff, and so it was that. It was like, anyway, what I remember the most about this is that that month that he put out Crystal Ball, I remember walking into Tower Books when that was still a thing. Yeah. Wow. And walking over to the walking over to the magazine rack, uh-huh. and in the music section, there were four magazines that were sitting there. All of them had prints on the cover. Mm-hmm. It was guitar player, bass player, modern keyboarders, and modern drummer. All you know, same same company did all four. You know, did all this. Yeah. Every single photo he had the instrument that was that whatever and every every interview was about that one instrument so he did four separate interviews four separate photo shoots four separate four separate everything for four separate magazines owned by the same parent pretty much that and i bet they were all amazing articles tells you everything you need to know about prince when it comes to music yeah because he could do it all he He, did yeah and 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 most of it is self-taught right is absolutely self-taught. You, you ever hear the story about how he got so good at guitar? Yeah, yeah. His stepdad locked him into a room for six weeks. Legitimately. That's all you got. And, and it's like there was a guitar well in there, and he basically sat down and started listening to the radio and, and playing along with it. Yep. And it was funny because like later, like after he told that story, like a publicist came back to him and said, hey, do you want to do you want to amend that story? You know, thinking, well, you know, maybe he doesn't want, you know, to make a stepdad. He's like, no. It's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, yeah. Now, he, obviously the, obviously at a young age, he had already had some kind of acumen for well, music, yeah, yeah, but his, it was just the fact of like being uh, locked in a room for rem- six weeks. If with I a remember guitar. correctly, his dad was a pastor and his mom was like the church pianist well, no, or church was, organist or something like that. His dad, his, his biological father was a jazz musician. Yes. Okay. 
His stepdad, I think, was the pastor. a pastor that Jehovah's Witness again, um, and it was. But it was one of those things that, like, you know, it's like in the, people look at the movie Purple Rain and they're always like, "Oh, this is kind of a biography." It's not really no. because him and his dad actually had a really good relationship. Yeah. Like his dad, like worked with him, yeah, on music, and like I think actually played on a couple of his early albums. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff helped him write and and all that kind of stuff. But him and his stepdad did not have a very good relationship. And a lot of it goes back to that whole, like, when he was a kid, his stepdad literally locked him in a room for six weeks yeah. straight in his bedroom. And, well, like, and basically opened the door for him to go the, be able to go to the bathroom or to get something to eat or whatever. And then it was right back in right there back again. In the room. And so he sat there for six weeks with a guitar and, and mastered the damn and, and thing. And started getting yeah, his chops. You, you know, know? and so, I mean, and that's highly underrated guitar player yeah yeah highly underrated well guitar i mean eddie player. van halen himself had had wonderful like raving yeah, things to say about did. prince's I mean, performance just, the, you know, yeah and his, that's, his abilities yeah it's, and there's i remember i've told this story but on nobody, the story before nobody wants to talk about that you know, i remember was, in 1984 when purple rain the album came out you know and the first time i was 10 years old first time i was listening to the radio and i heard let's go crazy First off, I oh, loved yeah. the song. It's okay, song. I thought it was great. Man, this is oh, it's good. And at that point, not being very knowledgeable about music and how to make it, especially as far as like it would be another five years before I started taking guitar lessons, sure. you know, and stuff. But but like hearing Thanks, hearing. Now, I, I actually started taking lessons before Lynn Peterson, but I learned a lot more with Lynn Peterson yeah. than I did. Uh, oh, Lynn's great uh, But it was one of those things. I remember hearing him play that solo at the end of that song and I being can, like, I, hear it now. I know, and being like, this is something different than mm -hmm. all the other stuff that I've heard like this, you know? See, I had, I had, a, I have, I have a very odd, uh, some of it would be typical, I guess, but I have a very odd relationship with, with Prince's music. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, the first time I, I kind of, I heard it, I, I appreciated it, but I kind of brushed it off, mm -hmm. uh, uh, for, for decades. The first time I ever looked forward to something from Prince was something that everybody looked forward to. It was the very, Batman soundtrack. <laughs> no, no, it was very time, uh, time. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, time sensitive. Uh, time sensitive, uh -huh. because uh, you know, so we're going to party like it's 1999. Oh, when, yeah, when, and and when the ball was dropping in 1999, right. going over to 2000, we all wanted to hear that, right. you know, and and. Of course, they made that happen because the, there was enough public demand. Well, for he that. also played a concert. That yeah, night. and he played you a know, concert. Yeah. I, I I watched the concert. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, I I, I did not party like it was 1999 because mm -hmm. I right. was I wasn't really good at that yet. I mean, <laughs> I hadn't quite hung around you enough by that point. I actually wasn't hanging around you that night. Not um, that night. No. Um, the next year was a whole different the story. Next year was, <laughs> the next year was. We will not is, speak of this. Uh, no, on air. This, uh, you will never hear about this one on air. Um, uh, if we do, we're going to have to get really inventive wow. with changing a lot of names. There's a lawyer up like you wouldn't believe. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, just triple layer at least with lawyers. <laughs> but uh, uh, but so yeah, it was the it was the year going into 2000, and and 
you know, again, not to make a sad point, but it's the last time I saw one of my closest high, high school friends yeah, alive. Yeah. Well, now that you brought the entire podcast down, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm going to go slash my wrists now. <laughs> Anyways, we I'm are at, at two hours now as it is. So, uh, yeah, we're going to, since we started off talking about one thing and wound up 15 different other places, uh, it's really not that Big unusual. Surprise. If you, you know, if you listen to when Dave and I are on here, a lot of times we do the same thing. So, uh, but yeah, um, thanks for tuning in to the Project Gen X podcast. Um, I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith. I am joined this evening by my good friend, Corey. Um, I I'll come more do prepared you have next time. <laughs> any social media or anything you want people to actually go to? Uh, no, I, I okay. really don't. Anything I, you want to promote? I kind of lurk here and uh, yeah. on occasion. I show, Corey's like I always sh- trying to figure out some way to weasel his way onto the podcast. So and he I, just happened to catch me at the right time tonight. And also knowing that Dave is has dave's got a lot of going on at work and right now and just cannot and we needed another episode so it's you, a were, format, you were around so and it's a for- <laughs> wow i feel so needed no it's a format that i really enjoy yeah, yeah. um um i you know i don't look at the i don't look at the you know who's listening how many are listening yeah uh, mm-hmm. you know i'm sure i can ask you about that off air but uh but you know it's it's an interesting format um you know one of the things that i was telling Alan again before the before the show is uh you know there's a certain dynamic when when he and I talk mm. uh, and that damn that, that dynamic or actually that damn dynamic that damn think, dynamic it's, it's, yeah. it's, that damn nanic <laughs> it's, it's appropriate um it is usually altered a little bit because it, it's not often that it's just Alan and I mm-hmm. uh and and there's a certain intensity there that I really appreciate um, yeah. it's it's really interesting and and you know not to say others take take away from we've it we've recorded a couple of like they just, just you and I stuff before but that's never made air for a couple of reasons. Yeah, and some some of it needs some editing. Some, some of it, I, I just like. I was like, I'm not sure where I'm going to put this exactly. Yeah, you and know, it, so it's you know, a, I've still got to go back. I think we did like something that was actually turned out to be four hours. Yeah, but dude. but you know, we have to go. We back. start talking and then just it goes. And it's I'm, like, wow. And then after the fact, I realized, you know what? There's some things in there that I'm probably, uh, you know maybe based on military service or law enforcement career that I'm probably actually not really allowed to discuss right, as specifically right. as I did or, or maybe some names that I would like to edit out right. just to protect yeah. the guilty. I mean, the innocent yeah. and you know, but I've, I've always, it's one of the things that I think that is, has kept Alan and I such close friends other than being kindred spirits in a lot of ways is there's a, there's an intensity there um and that, you know, you're my, you're my really, burden to bear so you know and <laughs> you know you know and nobody else will put up with your crap as long as i have so it's true it's true <laughs> so it's just, so it's truly a match made in the hell. last person who's put up with my crap as long as you have just moved halfway around the world so it's <laughs> and, and, that, I, and i think she part of it was just to get away from me uh, so. i was gonna say and that might be why uh, uh, but I will say to, to the folks listening, um, I, I appreciate you. If you've made it this far Man. into the end of this episode, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me. I, I, uh, I hope you have good comments to make about me or at least well put together snarky comments. Um, but you know, I, and don't worry if you have anything bad to say about Corey, I will make sure he hears every bit of it. I will, so it's I, a, he'll, he'll, he'll tag me on Facebook. I'm sure, you know, it's, it's about the only social, Facebook, social media I have. for old people, man. I know it's cause I'm old, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say about the episode. I'd yep. love to hear what you say about me. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for, uh, for, uh, joining us here. At Project Genesis podcast. Obviously, if you go to our show notes, there's, um, uh, 
Uh, there are links there for the Discord, for Instagram, for face, and even for Facebook, as well as our our, our uh, email address. You can get in contact with us, and, uh, and we really some, appreciate it. And probably some stick figure making fun of me too. <laughs> probably, you have no idea what the artwork for this is going to look like. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, actually, I think it's that picture of the bus uh, from like twenty oh, odd twenty God. years ago. I'll, you, you know, know which one? I know. You which know one. which one it is. And, and, and you know what? Before we sign off, we just need. To give them a little teaser. Um, um, it was the definitive twenty-something Alan and Corey. Let's just oh put it that my way. God, yes, Let's it just was. put it that way. And, There's uh, a reason my eyes are really not yeah. open in that. I'd probably had half as much to drink as Alan, but I was ten times as. And it's wasted funny because both was. of us are completely wasted in that in that that photo and alan looks functional and i well i was a functional alcoholic well, for yeah. years you know the only reason i'm upright in that picture is because i'm holding, on, holding to Al- on to me so. i'm holding on to alan and a door frame. and i've got and i've got a beer in one hand and this stupid grin on my face and, and, I, like, and i've got and i've got the most horrible grin on my face it, it the whole the only thing missing is the drool yeah and so. i was gone and i think was that New Year's Eve no, going into no, 2001? No, no, no. That was one of that was that might have been. It might have been the day that you moved in here, which was actually New or it was a uh, Fourth of July, 2000. And um, yeah, yeah. It, it was either it was either then or it was the next party that we threw, which would have been like Labor Day. Yeah, it's because one of that was two. a great reason to throw a party. We didn't need a reason to throw I know, a party. I, I was know. always throwing parties here. You're the so. only guy I know that ever threw a President's Day party. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just whatever. Why? It's going to do it. It was I, legitimately this place was a it, this place was a frat house for years. It really was. I, I mean, it, it was for a good four or five years. I and mean, it thank just, God the statute of limitations has oh run out on God, everything. And it's so many so many stories. And, so. I, and I and I proved my worth. I'm the one that always convinced the cops to go away. So it's true. Corey did have his had his place here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Corey was the one who was like, as he's talking to the police officers, and I come like flying out the back door, completely smashed. He's like, "Go back inside now." <laughs> and and the beauty of it was, was after he went back inside, looking at the police officers yeah. and said, "You guys didn't see that, did you?" And they're like, uh, "Is he inside? Yeah. No. Is he going to drive? Yeah. No. Cool. This is his house." I'm like, "All right, that's cool." Okay. <laughs> if you guys ever need a clean bathroom, you swing by here. <laughs> yeah. Just not tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So So anyways, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Alan Smith. And I'm Corey. And we will see you next time.